The camera fades in, high over the familiar seaside town of Otari. We see the ships in the harbor, lumber being loaded on by dozens of workers. The same noise fills the air. The constant saw blade of the mill working to turn the tree trunks into usable material, which in turn fill the ships, which in turn float off to faraway lands, which in turn leads to new opportunities. But here in Otari, all is the same. Well, almost everything. As the camera floats in low over the town, the ominous lighthouse on the horizon, deep in the swamps, is gone. Now, it's turned into nothing more than a rubble-filled hole in the ground. It's been some time since the heroes of Otari climbed out of the pits, proclaimed the town safe, and became somewhat local legends. We see, as the camera is now floating down at street level, a familiar face walking through the town. Nulara, looking a bit nostalgic, wanders the streets. It's been a little while since she was here, as she'd been off taking some much-needed rest and relaxation. But it was the summons from her old friend, Hal, that brought her back to Otari. She makes her way to the edge of town, through the marketplace, and past the old rowdy rockfish. And coming into focus, we see an open-air tent on the banks of the river, the location of Rin's Wonders. As she gets closer, we see a few other familiar faces already there. Hal, Mukta, and Rin herself are all sipping tea as usual but nulara is drawn to a new face sitting here next to rin and as she walks up she gets a good look at this new person for the first time so david why don't you go ahead and describe to us who you are who your character is going to be so the rest of the class has an idea yes of course so as Nulara comes in, um, Gemeral uh, will stand up, uh, put a cup down, and um, go over to to uh, greet her. And uh, so you see um, a young Zenj woman uh, with uh, sharp, if somewhat androgynous features, um, very dark skin, currently has the sort of pure white hair almost to the degree that it doesn't look natural um she's wearing a long tunic in a nantambu style with vibrant golds reds and blues and a brooch on her top left shoulder which displays the um an image of the sun breaking through the clouds a uh, symbol of the tempest sun mages of the magambia um, on her shoulder, uh, disturbed from getting up, uh, from her getting up, um, is a uh, magpie who looks very put out at his per her perch being disturbed. 
So she comes over and um, sort of puts her hands together and just sort of gives a, a short, um, slight bow and then um, extends her hand for a, a greeting and uh, introduces herself. Uh, Gemerel of the Tempest Sun Mages of Magambia, thank you for answering and coming to... Uh, uh, yeah, and I think at this point, like, the camera's kind of shifted off of Gemerel over to Nulara. For anyone at home who isn't aware, why don't you give a brief description of what Nulara looks like as well, Nina? Actually, I'm interested to know, because it's been some time since the end of the campaign, what's changed and what's the same? But, sorry, go ahead. I, I want to uh, for the most part, the, the biggest thing that's still the same is that she still has Encore's blade over a uh, sheath over her back and um, a, a shield, like a sturdy shield uh, on her shoulder. Um, during her times um, outside of Atari, she would have still have been uh, fighting. But unlike before when the reason for her fights would be personal right now it would be because um she's trying to do good by phrasma um she has golden and white streaks on her hair now she decided that a costume change would be nice so unlike the grungy brown leathers that she has she has like a nice midnight black with gold streaks for her armor and then underneath it is uh, like a nice dark purple tunic shirt and some pants because comfort is always key. Um, yeah, and as uh, General uh, puts out her hand to her, she'll look at it curiously for a second uh, before meeting her eyes and say, Have you known my friends for a long time? No, I, I, I've only arrived here recently. I was talking to Rin as uh, as pertains to um, a problem that I've been having back down in uh, at school at the at the college, and um, my research has well led me here, and um, Rin recommended that uh, I talk to the three of you. Um, we've uh, it hasn't been long since I uh, since um, uh, Messrs. Mukta and Hal here and Halamani have uh, have come. And so to be honest, I haven't really had a chance to explain fully to even to them what's going on and uh, why I think I need your help. So at that, like, kind of, general sort of turns, and you see behind the two of you having this conversation, sitting, you know, pretty close to each other on the little soft chases that, like, Rin has in her circular sort of tent, uh, Halarmony, the current mayor of Otari, and Mukta, his sort of advisor in some capacity. So let's start with Hal, Hal or Halarmony, as general was so kind to put it in, like, proper terms. Uh, Hellarmony, why don't you give a description what people see when they look at Hellarmony? Uh, it looks much the same. So his goatee has uh, filled in a little bit. Uh, he's still wearing the, the blue with the, uh, his blue long jacket with the gold trim. Um, so it looked like it's either been repaired or replaced. 
Um, but uh, sitting here, of course, he's thinking and he's looking over at the Mukta while Mukta scrolls in some kind of notepad. And uh, he looks and says, ah, Mukta, want to go on another grand adventure? That would be pretty fantastic. I find this, uh, you know, lording over this land like redundant. And Doriana and Cat Carolina have become the best of friends, so I can handle that. And if they have any questions about what they should do, Menems is more than capable of answering. Well, I mean, Doriana runs the town, really. But what are you uh, writing at over there? Uh, yeah, sure. Adventure. Sounds great. Let's go. Whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. And then Mukta promised revenge for the small creatures slaughter tribe. <laughs> and as we see Mukta scribbling furiously and mumbling to himself, writing in his journal, why don't you describe what people see looking at him now in the wake of the Abomination Vaults? So, sitting next to Hal Armini, you have to look down a little bit, and the camera pans, pans down as you see a Yusoki or rat folk um, head bowed down over a large notebook, furiously writing. Um, wearing much the same clothes as he had previously. Probably the same outfit. Although he doesn't look quite as upkept as he normally does. Um, Between adventures before, Mukta would always make sure to be very meticulous with his cleaning and upkeep. Now, the robes are more disheveled. There's stains on them. Lots of... There's ink stains all over the sleeves. Um, his goatee has grown a little scraggly and there's a few gray hairs in there as well and he is wearing um, now some some small reading spectacles um, as his eyes have gone a little bit worse from the strain of all the late night candle writing so but he is just head down in the book, just kind of half listening to whatever Hal is saying. Hasn't even noticed Nular coming in yet. And at this point, like, Rin is, like, smiling, right? And Rin has come over uh, with her cup of tea and has reached out for an embrace with you, Nular, because it's been some time since she's seen you as well. And she's just like, how have you been, child? And she goes in for the hug. Uh, she... Uh, stand still for a second because it's still uncomfortable for her to help to hug people. So, uh, um, right, it's I'm 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 surprised to see you outside during the day, Rin. But I mean, I guess everyone improves. Well, I've made a special exception for our guest here, and she smiles at you, Jamiral. And, and this- uh, I, I I nod my head and. Um, uh, and um, at which point the um, the magpie actually chimes in and says and 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 says um, it's the first time for everything to 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 uh, to which Gemarel just shoots a look at the magpie and uh, uh, who 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 shuts up again. Rin, you know, laughs and takes it in stride. She's spent a little bit of time with you and she's used to your little companion. And um, she does kind of whisper into you, Nulara, and whispers a little bit and says, to be honest, this tea that Gemara brought from Wangi is somewhat strong. 
please, please help yourself. And like kind of pulls you into the seat like near her so you guys can all sit down and kind of discuss. And she, without waiting for any sort of prompting or acknowledgement on your part, just starts pouring the tea into your uh, cup. There's a huge smile on Nulara's face as she sees her old friends. Yeah. I like your, I like what you're doing. It is uh, Caroline's uh, doing. Idea. She says, I, yes, she says, I, uh, I seem a, a man of many years. I don't know if that's a good thing, but uh, if she likes it, uh, as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Uh, oh. You know, don't. Don't mind Mukta, he's got a lot of responsibilities and he's always in that book taking notes on how he can best please our foreign diplomats and other people from Absalom. And uh, I think he's writing a book about his adventures. Mukta, hello. And then Nulara threw the trident with great strength and grace and it found its mark and killed the creature in one hit. Are you trying to make a Uh, novel? uh, Hello, uh, friend. Nulara! Hi. Ah, you're here. Welcome, welcome. It's good to see you, friend. No, it's good to be back. <laughs> and he doesn't put down the, the the quill or the notebook, but goes and to give Nulara a hug. I will hug him back. <laughs> you probably have some ink stains on your clothes. <laughs> oh, these are new, Nocta. But that's all right. That's all right. So, huh? How have you been? I'm good. Um, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to... What have you been up to? You have to tell me all about it so I can write it in my book. All right. Every single detail. Sure. Maybe after we hear the uh, debrief from our guest right here. But I will. I I promise. So, Jemeril, you're you're in the midst of this awkward situation where you're the odd one out, right? Everyone is like old friends catching up, and you're here with very important stuff you want to say. So how are you dealing with this sort of like moment? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, General is is just sort of takes a step back and um, and Clara, her her magpie, just sort of flies over instead on her shoulder and she just sort of whispers to the magpie and uh, it's like, uh, I hope we've got it right. And it's like, I hope, I really hope we've got it right. I don't want to be exposing these people to... uh, harm if we haven't and um clara just replies um uh, just replies since when have you ever been sure of anything then and and then they just sort of go <clears throat> and look away from each other rin at this point after like having handing nulara like the cup of tea uh looks to you hal and says and shall we be expecting clovis soon no, but uh, I find it kind of weird that uh, your bird does not say Clara or some things like that. You remember uh, <laughs> Clovis is Mushi. I think that's what Clovis really saying it and not Mushi. But uh, no, Clovis is out in the, uh, he's working on that uh, area on the forest. You remember Nulara and Mukta is that one place that was like taken over by the, uh, the tendrils of blackness and there was crawling across, you know, that thing. He said he was going to be out there healing the forest. So he's not going to make it this time, but... Uh, Seeing uh, you, Jimmerl, and your friends there, uh, kind of pulls on my heartstrings for the memory of Clovis a little bit. I wonder how he's really doing. I mean, before you uh, leave to where you need to go back to, you said Z- debrief. Are you in the military now, Nulara? Ah, that's right. And Mukta flips his pages over and suddenly scrolls, and the forest was corrupted with the black touch of Nimbaloth. 
know how it's then, uh, it's more of um, no. I guess you could say that um, the the people that I'm currently working with are are um, I guess you could say in the military. Hmm. Well, before you go, we we should take this trip, half day trip up north, and see how Clovis is doing. I'm sure he would be able yeah. to uh, either either help him out or at least you know see how he is. Maybe he can make some food for us. That would be pretty good. Yeah. At uh, when you mentioned the black tentacles and Nimbalos, General sort of uh, snaps more to back to attention to sort of what you're talking about, and. Um, and uh, and um, says, uh, well, I'm sorry to interrupt the uh, all the reminiscing and the the uh, catching up, but um, if you could take a seat a minute, and I will get to the point of what has uh, brought me here. Of course. Um. So, um, I think. Uh... Clara is like watching. You're you're demanding everyone's attention, but Mukta won't stop writing, right? So I think in this moment, Clara's like, uh, "Attention, pay attention." I, I kind of like do this to Mukta a little bit. Um, <clears throat> oh, <laughs> apologies, my friend. Apologies. And he sets his notebook away and kind of just writes a little bit without looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Ja uh, so uh, that general will uh, general will shoot a look over at Clara and go, "Don't make me mask you." But then, sort of snaps back to attention. Uh, so reaches into her bag and brings out a whole uh, a, sh a small stack of um, paper. At a glance, you can see that there are sort of uh, charcoal rubbings and various um, sketches and things like that. And she sort of flicks through them all, finds finds one and sort of puts it on the floor in front of you and says, um, do you recognize this? And it's a symbol of a mossy skull. And it's very obviously the symbol of Nimbaloth. Mukta mm -hmm. looks down, looks, looks at his notebook, flips a bunch of pages. <laughs> yeah. Like that? Um, yes. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> what about this? And then she gets a much larger piece of paper, which has a rubbing on it. And on this, you can see uh, it looks like a lighthouse with an eye on the top. And what looks like some sort of beams of light coming out of it. And for like you guys seeing this unmistakable, it's the gauntlet. The same features, the same stonework. I was going to say, I don't know, we can't walk, just walk into Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can. It, uh, it goes right down the road. We literally walk there every day. I have got uh. something you would love to read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as it's relatively non-fiction, that would be good. I'm sorry, General. Please go ahead. No, that's okay. So this, uh, so we've identified the skull. This is 
correct, uh, correct me if, if we've made a mistake, but we believe that this is the symbol of the outer god Nimbalos, but we don't really know how this Nimbalos. image relates. They're inter uh, sorry, I should go back uh, and, and explain a bit. Um, so about a year, six months, a year ago, something like that, um, uh, the school that I'm associated with, the Magambia, uh, were asked to investigate an ancient temple that um, had been discovered by some uh, explorers. Now, obviously, when they say discovered, the locals had known about it forever. Um, and um, But the locals sort of stay away from the place and um, we were asked to investigate. It's strange. So a lot of the iconography makes perfect sense. But in some places, we have the this mossy, this skull, this symbol of Nimbaloth directly interposed with this presumably a lighthouse. But we had no idea what this hmm. could mean until... Uh, until well, rumours really uh, reached us of uh, what had happened here in Otari. To be honest, we still weren't sure, but from what you say, this is this is definitely the lighthouse that you had been um, investigating. Rin like leans forward and, and then it smiles like, "Oh, so you are a subscriber to my zine?" And she puts her cup of tea down. <laughs> well. My my friend my my friend my friend Blossom loves it. He, she she's um, she's a big fan. She was so envious when I told her that she, I was getting to come and actually meet you. <laughs> so um, I'll I'll, but, I'll I'll get you an autographed copy to take home with you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, but then she says, "So that all makes sense, but." This last image, even now, I still don't know. And so she gets out another piece of paper and puts it down. And on this piece of paper is a sketch of what looks to be an, an Isoki carrying a lantern on a stick surrounded by seven tendrils. Or tentacles, or some, or, or something like that. The drawing isn't precise enough to make it clear, but it looks something like that. I was just going to ask if any of you have any idea what this could mean. Um, does it have any resemblance to Mukta? This is. It's it's a pretty crude drawing. There's not a lot of detail. Uh, it's it's definitely a yusoki whether there's enough detail to show it being mukta is kind of up in the air but the symbol of the lantern on the stick that he's holding very reminiscent of the fulcrum lattice that you guys had back in the vaults oh oh okay. quite good but um you know the the goatee's a little off oh the the lantern uh <laughs> looks mm -hmm. Very similar, don't you think so, huh? Ah, it looks very similar. I mean, that, that picture is almost as dirty as Mukta. I mean, no offense, friend. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, so, um, 
the the night that we had to the night that we had to fight Bulkora, uh, we had to bring in a lot of stones, and then she and then Nulara like um, subconsciously holds onto the yellow gem. What was that one, Steve? Oh, the you yellow still have stone. It? Yeah, she still has it. Uh, She's not yeah. letting that go until house old. <laughs> and then yeah, her hand subconsciously goes there. Um, the the Yusoki that you have in your drawing um it was mukta that was actually holding the uh, the lattice that we needed to to bring to her that answers one question and raises a thousand more no, yeah question. like what time is and, dinner uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that too oh i'm, I'm sorry um just, just on the off, just on the off chance, um, uh, she takes the rest of the paper and hands it to Mukta, and it's like, just, just on the off chance, do you recognise any of? Do you recognise this? And she hands copies of what seem to be some sort of writing, but um, uh, General says, so far magical or mundane we've been unable to decipher these writings and i i uh, yeah. will chew on the ink end of the quill <laughs> as he's wont to do with you know there's one side of his lips that have just kind of have a permanent ink stain uh, uh let me take a look let me take a look let me take a look um do i recognize anything so as you look, uh, it's it's weird. It's definitely sort of characters and writing, and there's patterns that repeat themselves that make it seem like there is some sort of language going on here, but it's nothing that immediately clicks or anything with you. Mm. Uh, well, I, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, was, I, I, um... I, uh... No, no, don't, don't, don't. It's no, it's no. fine. I mean, so far you've been. I mean, just from this, you, you've um, solved several mysteries that we've been working on for months now. So, I mean... Solve, solve one mystery, open up three more. <laughs> <laughs> Clara, like, kind of, like, squawks right now, right? Like, just ask them! What? Fine! Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. So... <laughs> Now that this Turn has been head. established, um, I have a request. Come with me to the temple. See what you can see if you can, if your experience can unlock something, can figure out what is happening, what is go what is going on in this temple. Mm. Will we have to take a ship there, or will we have to walk? I mean, is it with a walking distance? No, we or? can walk. Um, so it'll take a couple of days, but, um, uh, I, I got permission from the university to, um, to shadow walk here and to shadow walk you guys back. So it should only, so it's, um, just a little bit, uh, so the temple is just a little bit outside of, um, Hyrantum down in the sodden lands but um 
we'll be we can be there in two days. Like anyone who is trained in Arcana or has a relevant lore skill, feel free to make a check at this point with the, to the term Shadow Walk. All right. Give me a moment. Since it's Shadow, can Boneyard lore help with this? Ooh. Yeah, roll with Unfortunately it. Unfortunately, not. I'm going to run It's going to be a higher. Oh, DC, yeah, go with it. But go that ahead. is a 30 for Mukta. Wow. <laughs> Mukta. That's pretty good. That's a natural <laughs> 20 for <laughs> Let's go. Nice. Shadow Wolf. In the I used to work for a graveyard. Did you know that? Mukta's got a freaking plus 20 on his arcana, huh? I know, that's insane. I'm a master of arcana. You're a master of arcana. Yes. So, Mukta, you've heard of this in the the sense of the arcana and the magical realm. Shadow walking. So, you know about planes of existence. There is the material plane, and then it borders on a few other planes, including the shadow plane. Essentially, shadow walking is when you use the shadow plane as a highway of sorts you slip into the shadow plane and stay as close to the material plane as you can and allows you to cover great distances while in this other plane exactly and uh from an arcana sense that's what you know of shadow walking it's pretty it allows you to cover great distances in short time um as long as the person is familiar with what they're doing and you'll end up in the right place right um and nulara from a bone yard perspective there's talks of this sort of shadow walk, you know, the the Boneyard realm, Boneyard does not overlap with the material plane at all, but occasionally there are tales of people who try to shadow walk and something goes catastrophically wrong and a traveler or two has dumped themselves into the wrong plane. Uh, if a spell goes wrong, who knows what could happen, right? So you don't, you know that shadow walking is used to cover great distances in a very dangerous way. That's what you would know. Well, it's only dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. Trust me. (laughs) But you know what you're doing? Yeah, of course. Yes. Right, I mean, it it sounds great. We we travel fast with new adventures, Nimbleoth, more mysteries, more books. (laughs) Yes, Mokta, but you and Hal could die. But I could write more for my book. As long as you stay in contact, as long as we all stay in contact with each other, there's no chance of that happening. Um, the inexperienced can get lost during travel, and you get dumped and can get dumped out at a random place. But as long as long as you make as long as you make sure to stay in contact with the one who's casting the spell, me in this case, then there's no danger whatsoever. Nalara just hmm. gives her a look. Nods. Alright. Temple, 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 Nimiloth, temple. Mm-hmm. So temple. you said this was a, uh, uh, the lighthouse? Like, are, is it by the ocean? Is uh, where you do? Well, it's a bit, it's a bit into the jungle, but near the, it's, it's near the edge of the jungle in um, the sodden lands. Hmm. So, I have no idea yeah. what that is. That is, but uh, assuming that uh, there's a lighthouse, it uh, has to have a a uh, water ah, nearby. Sorry, that is my bad. Uh, the temple itself is not a lighthouse. Oh. We found that. Uh, no, it's um, it's an old it's an old low stone ziggurat. 
um, built into the jungle, mostly underground these days. But um, it is, I mean, it is near the sea in general, mm. though you wouldn't want to go sailing there because of the Eye of the Bendigo, which is the, um, so that's the giant perm permanent hurricane that appeared about 100 years ago mm. in the area. Okay. And um, is avoided by travelers since. And, and well, it's going to be avoided by me too. Sounds like it. <laughs> yes, I mean, if we it, if it were somewhere else, then I would perhaps recommend just going by boat. But we would have to get perilously close to the Eye of Bendigo that way. So shadow walking is is but is in this case probably safer than by ship mm. i know i should have learned that uh teleport spell from uh caroline's uncle steve I mean, oh well it's what it is i got something better so yeah this sounds like a great time don't you all think endless hurricanes underwater whatever ziggurat means and like nimbaloth that sounds perfect Mm, nimble off, nimble off, nimble off, mm, mm, and then off. Rin, as she like finished her cup of tea, is like sitting in her lap, and she says, "It sounds like the winds of fate have brought us together one more time, mm. almost as if it was meant to be." Written in a book. In the book, yes. Are you she, going? You to see go to a little bit sad look on her face as she as she kind of watches over Mukta. Rin shakes her head. No, no. I am not an adventurer. That is, that is your role in this story. What? What? When do we leave? We can leave as I mean, as soon as you guys, you as soon as you're all ready. Um, I I would imagine that uh, you can't just drop everything mm. and come with me. I would, that that you have things to put in place. Um, hopefully, we won't be gone more than a week or so. But um, if you uh, if you have things to put in place um rin has uh, graciously let me stay here um so we can leave when you're ready yes we must prepare i need more ink and paper yeah <laughs> so i mean nilara you're you can stay at the manor i mean caroline and doriana is there i'm sure they would love to see you I have a place for you to change into your warrior's gear ah, and all that stuff and i got to pick up uh, all my equipment um, if we need something else, I could probably coerce, I mean, convince us some people to, uh, you know, give it to us at a discount here in the, in the town. Oh, Lamini, I've missed you. But, like before, I, I'd love to. Uh, but I do have to um, pass by the mausoleum really quick. You know, maybe eat. And then I will take you up on your offer and head to the manor. General, if you want to, would I mean, sorry, no, I, I didn't want to talk for you, Hal, but would you give her a tour? Uh, of course, if, if I don't want, I'm not sure she oh. looks like she has the time and that bird wants to peck my eyes out, but I mean, we can, we can do that. The magpie's looking at the non-existent watch on its like foot, like, like, you know, tapping it with its wing. Hey, Clara. Behave. We are guests here. 
I would love to uh, if if I would love to take a tour if you're able to if, if you're willing, but uh, obviously. So we kind of get a quick montage scene as it fades, right? There is a quick sort of montage. We, you know, we see Nulara like maybe give me a quick fifteen second what you do back in Otari in this montage. Nulara, go. What are you doing at the mausoleum? Uh, she will go back to the mausoleum really quick. Look at the corners, see if Ancora's there. If she's not, or maybe when she feels her very briefly, she'll stay for a minute more, let out a sigh of relief, and then go and see how in the manor. She's prepared, though. She's ready to go. Okay. Hal, what sort of tour are you giving your new uh, found guest to the town? Oh, in the meantime, I would say, come with me, and we would go to the manor. I would introduce him, and I'd ask Doriana, hey, can you give Jimmero a uh, tour of the, the town, and perhaps a windmill, and perhaps introduce him to your father? And then uh, I spent some time with Caroline saying, hey, I got to go. We need to go out there, let the captain know that uh, they have a port, but they don't have any ships, and so on and so forth. She's, you know, gives you the kiss on the cheek and bids you a fond adventure. Uh, Mukta, what are you doing in your montage? Uh, buying more ink and paper to bring with me. Writing a lot. Telling Raita, last minute, because I forgot to tell her. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, going on an adventure. <laughs> Be back soon. <laughs> she's doing the dishes as you say that out the door and she looks back and she's like, what? I give her a kiss on the cheek and run out. Bilbo style with paper <laughs> and ink. Um, she just shakes her head and she, under her breath, you just see her looking a little sad as she says, never again. <laughs> as she goes back to, uh, to dishes. But, um, so, the Sodden Land is on the other side, but has Mukta heard anything about what dangers might be there? Any stories from across the continent being from Katapesh? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think Without even necessarily making a roll, you're feel free. I mean, you know it's a pretty dangerous area. It's beyond the scope of what I've necessarily prepared for this adventure, but it is a very... Let me defer to the lore master here. Uh, it's it's called the Sodden Lands, so it's... it's a... Are we talking about the... Like, yeah, are we talking about the Sodden Lands or the Barrier Peak? Sorry, maybe I misunderstood what you were asking. I was asking, would, would Mukta know anything about the dangers of what we might be facing, where we're going to end up? Got it. Okay, I'll let you go ahead and finish, David, and then I did, you know, have a general idea of this area. Yeah, so so Sodland permanently flooded. Um, it's the edge of the jungle, um, and so you have the worst of both worlds with um, frequent hurricane-strength winds, rain, flooding, as well as all the standard dangers of a jungle. <laughs> Right, and so this is the northern end of the Mwangi Expanse. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's in the jungle. Uh, it is, like you said, th right on the edge of this permanent hurricane, so it's always flooded, very swampy, tropical climate, I imagine. And um, I guess, as far as dangers, I mean, everything that would be in the normal jungle on top of the biggest thing about this area, too, um, it's got a very strong connection to, like, the Feywilds. So would, Mook, would Mookta have any idea what to buy to try to prepare? Uh, raincoats? <laughs> Raincoat, yeah. Uh, make a general nature check for me. Sure. Recall knowledge nature. Recall knowledge what? That's I, a 14 for a 31. Wow, not bad. Uh, raincoat would be good. Um, if you're looking at 
a Feywild than you know anything that could help deal with creatures from other realms or a possibility. Uh, they're generally not cold any- iron. What's that? Cold, cold iron. iron. Yeah, cold iron's and not not a terrible uh, choice for something like that um, for dealing with sort of Feywild creatures and or there is tales of a sort of underlying demonic influence in the region which also could tie into that sort of idea of cold iron and that's probably what you would pick up but the silver work would i know silver it has to be cold iron right cold iron cold iron yeah can i switch my rapier out from silver to cold iron then uh i mean it's it's possible how much money is mukta uh, sitting on these days uh, if um, Mukta says this out get, loud, does Hal pay him? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I thought you were my friend. <laughs> so to buy a standard grade cold iron weapon, it costs eight hundred and eighty gold. Uh, definitely, uh, Mukta does not have that as he spends most of his any earnings on paper and ink. So. Yeah, it's it's pretty expensive to get a, a cold iron weapon. You could get a low grade for forty gold, but that limits your runes you can put on on it, right? Yeah, no, I'll just keep the rapier that I have. Then what is what is the, the the cold? What is the low grade? I think it caps the level limit of the runes you can have. There's no rune, right? Like a ghost touch rune that would work on it. There are, however, there there are, I think, elixirs. So there's definitely a silver sheen. Uh, I think there's a cold iron equivalent of the silver sheen, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. Will Mukta say this to everyone else so that we can prepare? Uh, yeah, Mukta will mention the the Feywild stuff, the cold iron. Uh, he doesn't even think about the raincoat. His, his focus is on... His mind just ha- has enough room to focus from writing on the magical items, but anything mundane doesn't even cross his mind. May I change mine to cold iron, if that's the case, Steve? I have 200 gold for a low-grade one. Oh, for no, a low-grade one? low-grade, yeah. So I'm trying to look up... I'm trying to look at what the rules are for low-grade. So if you have a low-grade equipment, you can only have... The highest level rune you can have is an eighth level rune. Uh, what runes do you have on what? What do you what are you cold ironing? On chorus uh, blade. blade. It might just just say it might be easier to just get some cold iron blanche, oh, which okay. is a vial of liquid that you pour over your weapon and gives it the cold iron trait for a while. Oh, cool! Um, cool, cool, cool. Instead of its normal precious metal. And one a vial of lesser, which works to, on um, magic weapons up to eighth level and lasts for a minute, is ten gold pieces. And the moderate one lasts for ten minutes up to level fifteen is one hundred and forty gold pieces. That's probably okay. more. It's in your price range. Cold iron blanche. Okay, I will do. That's interesting. I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, is that in any of the stores? Yeah. So the the, the low grade one would be too low for all the runes you have in your blade, so it wouldn't work. It would need to be the moderate grade, the moderate which is 880 one. gold, yeah. Or, like David's saying, you just get the oil the that blanche. you put on. Yeah, the blanche is like yeah. 140 gold. Yeah, so you feel yeah. free to yeah. buy one of those. Cool. The, where would that be? Uh, you probably have to search the system and add it to your character sheet manually. There's no shop in Otari okay. set up to sell you guys cold iron blanches currently. Mm-hmm. But, Maybe uh, chickens hit, with Aurelia? 
in Zirati Rockfish. She makes all kinds of stuff. So maybe yeah, she can whip I it up for you by the time we leave. Yeah, I think that's reasonable enough. So I'll let you guys, you know, without micromanaging money and worrying about it, because we haven't really tracked our characters that well. If you'd like to add a cold iron blanche, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. It's probably mm -hmm. under adventuring gear. Um, it's consumable. It's yeah. a consumable, yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely uh, something you can add to your character sheet without worrying about the money too, too much. But I don't think necessarily you can afford the full-on cold iron weapon, especially on no. such short yes. Is it in the system? Do you guys see it in the foundry system? Equipment. Yeah, I got a moderate one, so... Yeah, because the, the low one won't work for the for your level of weapon. Because your mm -hmm. blade's considered level 12, so it needs to be moderate. So moderate one is fine. Okay. Alright, and with that sort of shopping montage and, and you know, we are pretty much get arrive at the point where uh, you guys are ready to to journey. We are standing on the port side of Otari, um, ready to sort of make our journey to this far off place. Uh, General, you are the one casting the spell. You're taking lead on this, so you describe to them what they yeah. need to do. And yeah, so just uh, essentially just hold on, hold my hand or my shoulder or however. Uh, you don't all need to be touching me, just everybody needs to be in contact uh, with each other. And then she spends a minute just sort of tracing intricate patterns in the air and, sp and uh, speaking the correct words for the spell. And the space in front of you sort of grows dimmer and starts shimmering and um, almost glitching occasionally until it then until it eventually after about a minute becomes uh becomes a just sort of static shadow that is um makes everything behind darker but you can still see through it and then she said and then she starts walking forward and walks through it i like to imagine this part feels like if you've seen you know, the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I really want in the Chocolate Factory and you're going down Willy Wonka's tunnel of creepiness yeah. and danger. Very much so, but all in monochrome. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Because you are in the shadow realm, the, what are they, the shadow plane. Yeah. Is it called? Um, shadow it's called shadow plane. It is called the shadow plane, not the shadow fell. Yeah. That would be a different Correct. game. That's no. TM. Yes. <laughs> so in the shadow plane. Yeah. You you get glimpses of the material plane. Um and but like as you guys start walking and, and general leads you through this sort of darkened monochrome place, it's almost like everything moves comically fast, right? You you're you're walking along, you can see glimpses of Otari and within like a few moments, like a few minutes even, you are already like see like Absalom like kind of on the horizon and pulling away. The actual travel time here as you use Shadow Walk is for every three minutes you walk in the Shadow Plane, it's like an hour of walking on the Material Plane. So it's really wow. fast. Yeah. And that's sort of the, the, the your world. And I think the creepiest part of it all is you're walking like over the ocean, essentially on the shadow wow. plane but like it's like just walking on water 
Wow. And uh, yes, yeah. the danger must be growing for the rowers keep on rowing. <laughs> They're certainly not showing yeah. any signs that they are slowing. Yeah, you're writing that in your book. Yeah. And, and out of the corner of yeah. the eye, occasionally you see things move. But when you look, there's nothing. Yeah, there's definitely that creepiness. You always feel like something's watching you. And and you get the sense that there's this whole world just beyond here. If you were just to wander a bit from this border of the two planes, you could get lost in like a whole world. And there's a whole adventure. And for a moment, it's like a smaller scale version of what you guys felt in that room when Nimbaloth entered the, the empty vault and uh, kind of surrounded you guys and you were faced with that like moment of like infiniteness and how tiny you felt it's a smaller version scale of that moment and you take yourself back to that moment in the empty vault oddly enough mukta's actually a little bit more calm here <laughs> it's only because i'm holding on to your tail you like that <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it calms me and this travel time i mean you guys end up walking like this for essentially eight hours straight. Yeah. It's a long journey. You guys are used to doing a 10 minute jaunt to the abomination vaults, right? This mm -hmm. is this is much further. And so, Gemeral, uh, what does it look like when you can feel you're getting to the end of the spell, right? And you're getting close to your destination you've planned out. Yeah. So, um, as we get towards the end of the spell, uh, Gemeral will stop and make it and do a few more incantations. And. Uh, a, a point of light will uh, emerge and then spread and then it surrounds you, surrounds us all and just seamlessly we're back on the material plane in the foothills of the barrier peak with great mountains on one side and the Thuvian desert on the other. And uh, I'll turn to I turn to General turns to all of you and says, um, "I think that's enough for today. Uh, I suggest that we set up camp here. I will cast some wards, make sure we're protected." Um, and and Alaris just trying not to mm -hmm. throw up. And uh, she she'll sort of. Be, get a bit awkward at this point and just sort of look around and then just sort of walk away and start casting more magic and she makes a big ring around where you are and um, you don't notice any anything different unless you uh, you don't notice anything different but she'll say that should protect us anybody from the outside will just see won't even know we're here. And I think at this time, you're walking in a circle and Hal is right behind you playing soft music. Like, he's trying to f figure out what spells you're casting. Yes. So, um, oh, uh, 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 if, if, if General picks up on this, she will just she will tell him and she'll explain what she's doing and uh, say this. it's a spell called Private Sanctum. Um... I designate an area within which nothing... Uh, so if you looked from the outside, it would just look like haziness and sort of slight darkness. Uh, and you would just sort of see nothing much. But it also protects us from any sort of scrying, any sort of hostile intent. And um, 
animals and beasts and the like will naturally avoid the area. And uh, the other thing, too, I think maybe Mukta here, seeing the desert kind of stretching on one end of the barrier peaks, this is the closest you've been to home in a while. Mukta will take a deep breath and try to get as much of the desert there that's coming up as possible. And there's a moment of calm before, ah, <laughs> and then he goes back there. <laughs> And we get this sort of scene where you guys are able to camp out under the stars and beautiful in the mountains. It's probably a bit chilly, maybe. Yeah, it's just this sort of peaceful night you guys are able to spend together. Oh, you're camping. (laughs) I never would have thought. We finally did it. (laughs) Wow. General had to do that for you? Well, I Mukta will actually pause at this point and look up and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I don't know what to say. I'm I am speechless. So let me sing instead." <laughs> <laughs> now, how much does your your magic actually make this feel like you're not really outdoors? Though this is like camping in style. It's like having a um, cabin. Hmm. Or glamping. No, not quite that. Okay. Not quite that. I mean, I could. I I could. Uh, I could cast some, uh, if, if people are feeling cold, I could cast some uh, Endure Elements. And uh, But I tried to, I tried to pick a, a spot where, I, where it wouldn't get too cold mm-hmm. this time of year. I do like how we spent the whole campaign trying to get Hal to camp. And now we're doing it. Yeah, it is still outside. It is still in the open air. The mad, the, this spell doesn't actually like, create a, a dwelling or anything like that. It's a protective spell rather than an actual um we could end the game here and it would all have been worth it (laughs) (laughs) yep and so um i think you know the night passes uneventfully you guys are able to kind of bond a little bit taking watch yeah yeah It, it feels it's different you guys have spent a lot of time underground together but this is this is a different sort of of time for you guys as the heroes of Atari, right? Um, but, yeah. you know, adventure calls, and, you know, the next morning, yes. it is time to, you're at the halfway point. You got another day's worth of travel. Yeah. Um, um, keeping up watch. Yep. And uh, I'll come later. Yeah, I mean, camping is not so bad. We, we do, like, some tent forts in the backyard as a manor, so I'm kind of used to being outside now. But, uh, you look, uh, how do I say this without sounding like a total arrogant piece of, you know, um, you look more happy. I, I do. I do. I really do. Um, I don't know. It's, it's nice to have a purpose. And after everything that we did in the lighthouse, I definitely got that. So now I'm just working to make sure that I fulfill it. You look happier as well. Well, I mean... The captain does not want to kill me no more, and uh, Caroline to be staying at uh, the manor. So, you know how that goes, right? You know how that goes. Anyways, your hair mm. looks nice. I like this, uh, whatever you do to it. it uh, oh. It, it kind of mutual complexion. I mean, no offense, but, you know. No, no, that's all right. No, I met a, uh, a dwarf who was very kind enough, I guess, more pushy to be honest, 
when uh, they offered to color my hair. They, I think they said the same thing as you, that it would mute my complexion a little bit. And I don't know, I just... There's someone for me to impress now, so I, I'd like to make sure that I impress them. Hmm. Well, with that smiling, you you know, it's hard to not be distracted by it. Um, so I, I, not so that I could, ever could tell, but it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Hal. But I'm going to be frank here. I feel that you, you still want to... Are you happy with being the mayor and all? I, a, you know how I like to talk. There's a lot of talking and, you know, we get together once a month and have like a little uh, gathering in the center of town where we play some music and the spirits are good. Everybody seems like they're on the up and up. It's, you know, I mean, it's really boring. Let me tell you, there's people saying, I want this, I want that. And I'm just like, oh my God, Lars should be here to beat them away from me. But... It's, no, not really. I mean, once this is over on the next election, I think Caroline, we're going to go back and live with the captain in the Obel and, you know, see where see where it all takes us. Sounds like, a, well, sounds like better than sitting in this place and, you know, rotting away. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the food is good and I can get the wine and some discounts, if you know what I mean. But mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Have you been to any places that you really enjoy? Maybe we can go, well, Caroline and the captain and myself, or maybe just me and Caroline. We can go sometime and see these beautiful places you've been to. Well, I did. I hope you don't mind me doing this, but I went to Absalom and I tried looking for your parents. I wanted to say hi, but since I didn't have your permission, I didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're probably busy or, you know. Doing whatever it is they do. Teaching music, that's right. Yeah, that was it. Yes, it was very easy to find them because of that. Because they are teachers, prominent teachers. That's very impressive. By the way, are you bringing Mukta with you when you when you start heading off to sea with Carolyn and her father? I mean, I don't think Raida would want to go. She's kind of, you know, I'm surprised she let him out of the house now. Not that he ever leaves the house. I'm really worried about him because he's always doing... Yeah, do you feed him? Why does he look like... You have to kind of force feed him. I, I get it to... You know, you know, right? Uh, she makes sure, you know... Go ahead, Steve. No, I was going to say, as you guys are having this conversation, right, the camera's been, like, centered on you guys, and it's been moving in closer and closer as you guys have been talking until you guys are kind of filling the screen. But the camera pushes past you guys until you're too close, and it actually moves through you slowly why the words continue this whole conversation we see a sort of like rock or maybe like a toppled tree or something and the camera keeps pushing more and more towards it as you guys have this conversation and we see during that time crouched behind the rocky blocking <laughs> blocked by the wood we see mukta with his notebook out listening to every word you guys are saying and just scrawling furiously and the we see the words as you write coming through his hand onto the page and he is hiding here just documenting everything you say because he rolled the stealth check and beat your guys' perceptions. So I will reveal that now to everyone. I don't know. Like, I, um, I, he's always like, you know, I can, I mean, to be honest, where the hell is he? He's always like disappearing oh. in, in the house and right is like saying, you know, whatever it is, can't you put like a light on him? I said, I don't, 
not like I can cast a light in the lark. Hey, that would be great. You should put the light on him so we know exactly where he is. It's really a pain <laughs> in the ass in the manner because, oh my yeah. God, he just disappears. I go look and I find him either in the drawing room, um, furiously sketching stuff or, uh, you know, he's in his study all the time, writing stuff down. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's doing his diplomatic work, but I don't know. He's really passionate about his job, if you, if you know what I mean. While Hal is talking, like, Nulara just has, like, a growing smile on her face as she starts realizing how much she's missed his company. So when he gets to the end of it, like, she'll just say, she'll put an arm, uh, she'll put a hand on his arm and say, Oh, Hal, I really, really missed you. But mm. Mukta... And then I turn on my light and then like I just unknowingly, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> shine it over the forest. <laughs> is wearing the same clothes that he had when we defeated Bokora. And that was a long time ago. We have to do something about that. <laughs> I, right, that I mean, right, that doesn't seem to mind. I, I don't know. He says uh, I'm she sure can she's... find him better that way. But... <sighs> <laughs> Make a perception check, Nular. <laughs> he has this cape and cloak that we, you know, put on him when the, the foreign emissaries come and, you know, want to talk about the lumber and everything. We, you know, kind of dress him up and he's got a little hat and it kind of sits to the side. You do not see Mukta. Yeah, but I'm still just like waving my strobe light around. If they call for me, I'll poke my head up. Oh, she's calling for <laughs> Come in yes? here. I, I think I'm not sure if this is inside Gemro's protective ward. Ah, so of course. They'll scurry, scurry over. Keep writing. Mm -hmm. What do you think of Gemral, by the way, Hal? I mean, I like she's got the great complexion and that white hair really stands out in the contrast. And I know. She's got the nice smile. Uh, that bird seems kind of... Uh, like I don't know, I'm not sure who's really in charge, but that bird kind of is definitely not like Mushi. Talks all the time, and I just can't wait, you know. I know to see. I wonder if we could get them That's to together. That's very interesting. Like, puts them in the battle royale and see what would happen. <laughs> they would just start fighting each other. Probably, it's true. You know my experience with Mushi, right? Just can you make sure that I don't do the same thing for this one? Mm. I wouldn't want to be the reason that this one dies. I'll, I'll, I'll write, write a note. Uh, no, please make sure. <gasps> At this point, like the them. camera is still on you guys, but we find ourselves pulling further away as your guys' conversation is kind of pulling to the edge of of the scene, and we're kind of moving back towards like camp proper a little bit, so you guys can kind of mm -hmm. wrap it up. But we see the camera sort of like shifting, and as it kind of turns, we see like Gemeral and uh, Clara like sitting back a little bit further within earshot of most of what's going on, like kind of listening to this sort of scene play out and Clara is I'm watching just... the pair of them interact while I'm sharpening my blade. <laughs> and Clara is sort of like, you sure these are the idiots we're going to trust? <laughs> I mean, the whole world to choose from and these idiots. Don't be rude. Um, uh, you 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 saw what happened back there. You saw what happened with the. Uh, you saw how they reacted to these sketches, these drawings. I mean, I can't be sure. Oh, nobody can be sure. But like, this is our last chance to get to the bottom of this. If this doesn't, if this doesn't 
work, then I don't, I can't keep, I can't keep teacher off our back. I, I can't keep the head off our backs. And uh, do you want? And do you want to be reassigned to Sengor? I mean, I because I don't. I'm kind of growing used to failure at this point. Who fears that and kind of nods his head. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, um, General will um, just shake a head and say, "Look, I've got to concentrate," and uh, will make a gesture, and Clara will perhaps squawk slightly, but then turn into a mask and um, uh, General will just take a uh, mask and will sort of hang it round her head uh, ra- well, round her neck like Not just wearing a mask, like transforms into like a big sort of wooden mask Into the mask, yeah, yeah. yeah into, into, into the mask um, uh, which is so um, quick lore Recap. So all uh, members of the Mangambia uh, will have a a mask. Will have a mask they carve themselves as mm-hmm. part of their um, acceptance into the uh, into the school, and um, that mask forms the uh, that mask for some of the, some people can become a familiar, and in this case, it sort of combines with the familiar. Uh, the, the magpie familiar and uh, general can freely switch between the two usually she has clara as a magpie but when she needs some peace and quiet to do some more and she she goes back to her research notes and just sort of double checking everything um when right. she needs some peace and quiet she just turns it turns so clara let me ask what does your mask look like uh it is a magpie so oh. it is a very stylized it is, it is a very stylized uh, sort of African style in, in that sort of African angular style, but very clearly of a magpie. Cool. I think after uh, once the mag- um, magpie stops talking or complaining, I think I would probably go over to Jemarel and uh, tell Nilara, I'll uh, see if our friend enjoys any kind of music. I could probably pick up uh, some of their favorite tunes and I'll walk over and uh, well, it's got a little quiet over here. Uh, Hope everything is going to plan. Uh, is there any any favorite tunes you yes. think you want to play? I'd love to hear. I love to learn different styles of music from the different places. Uh, and... I, I I'm afraid I'm not musical at all. Um, she mm. says uh, I I'm, I've been thrown out of uh, singing. I, I've been thrown out of, of the uh, whatever the equivalent of karaoke is down there. Mm. But uh, the the. the so, but um, uh, but I'm always interested in hearing uh, music from around the world. So play what you want. Play play what play what you feel like. She and says. Then, um, uh, but we we should probably get some sleep. It's going to be another eight hours or so tomorrow. I say at this point, I will start playing some music as the night grows long, just to get everybody into a calm sense of mind, and anybody else can do whatever they want. And so um, we have a nice sort of fade, like crossfade scene here as it kind of goes to black, the camera kind of goes up um, and, you know, the night passes. And when the camera like crossfades from this night campsite, we now see it's crossfading to a scene. We're in a jungle and there is a sort of small-ish hovel, um, almost like a mound of vines and trees and rocks 
kind of over, like up out of the ground, but it almost looks for like a moment as if the ground is like reclaiming this place. And in that moment, there is sort of a, uh, it lingers there for a little too long. And then there's like a like ripping tear and like a popping noise as like shadows spill forth from like a tear in reality. And you just see like Gemeral like leading you guys out of the shadow realm into this like jungle sort of place. And I know the spell will deposit you like up to one mile of your target, but in this case, Gemeral is really good. So you showed up exactly where she intended because uh, one by one, you guys sort of pop out of that shadow realm back here into the uh the jungles of the sodden lands and um i think immediately you guys let me just bring up this thing so as you see there like general you look around your calculations were exact you've shown up exactly in the area within 100 feet or so of where you intended to as you turn your attention towards this mound of the stone sort of structure you can see this is the location of the temple, right? Yeah. And as the rest yeah. of you are seeing it for the first time and you're approaching this unassuming stone structure, you can see that the jungle has absolutely reclaimed this. Once upon a time, it must have been a grand site, yet now it is choked with vines. Even the ground has swelled up around it. Like the jungle is trying to keep this place secret. And a path has been carved right through the vines, leading down towards the entrance. Although... Given the time that you've been gone, General, some of the vines have regrown and re-sort of covered it, yeah. choking it a little bit. Um, so you probably have your machete ready to go, like, yeah, on the hip. Um, and I'll get uh, and I'll, I'll unsling my shield. Okay. And um, as this path has been carved down and being reopened up, as you guys lead down, the last bits of the orange sunlight here, kind of streaming in through the vines, gives a, a dim light at the very entrance of this, but beyond that is only darkness. And uh, we arrive at the temple gates. Yeah, what is the yeah. dark vision? So I will be casting like? light on my. Uh, I will be casting light on my shield. Okay. Um, for uh, for the, this per these purposes, because. I need it to see. So. Right. so at your level, is there a, like a range that increased the range with the light spell, or is it just I still 2040, or how does it that 60, work? 60-60. 60-60 so... at fourth level, remember. so yeah. So I'll add that to your token. Yeah. So. Do you have a, a particular color of light that Gemeral would uh, no, so she would just use uh, she would use uh, just uh, be as practical as white, and just uh, to give as much detail as possible. Yep. No moonlighting? <laughs> no, no, okay. not for. Uh, so as pain. as general lights up the shield and like that's enough light to really fill this central chamber, this first chamber that you guys have seen. And as you walk in um, for the first time, you see all around you, right? The walls covered. There are hundreds of images scrawled upon the surfaces of this place. Most of the symbols are really dominated by this snake iconography sort of wrapped around various weapons mostly bladed weapons um occasionally you see burning buildings terrible looking creatures ghostly visages and right to where you know general is able to lead you to on one in the back wall an unmistakable image of the yasoki carrying what looks to be the fulcrum lattice uh and 
as it's wrapped around you, you see the seven tentacles, each tentacle with seven fingers wrapped around this Yusoki, sort of enveloping him as he just kind of carries the, the lantern. Um, and the other thing that you probably notice is one of the columns, one of the, the central columns in this room is completely carved to look like the gauntlet. So from floor to ceiling, wow. the column itself looks like the gauntlet. The other columns, normal columns, just this one is is looking like the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. That doesn't look pleasant. I would I would hate to be that Yosoki. <laughs> Mukta, I think that that was you. <laughs> Don't be silly. I'm that I mean this is I've never been to this part of the world. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm from the other side of this continent. <laughs> and Jamal, you spent a lot of time in this place over the last few months so this this part you've documented you've you've spent but like the real yeah. part that you've been stuck on there's like this sort of hallway and chamber that leads into the back up into a sort of separate place yeah. that's where you know this strange writing is so you can get there eventually but just so you know because i know yeah. you've never seen this before but general has <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no yeah that's okay. fine um and general will be sort of uh walking through pointing out where the uh mossy skulls are um, and she'll, she'll explain that most of this, um, most of this iconography, um, is the, is, is uh, Calicot, uh, the sort of keeper of secrets, but, um, these particular ones that just seem out of place. And as, this, and as Steve says, there's this chamber that just, we've had no progress on it for, mm -hmm months now and i just hope that you can you that you could you guys can shed some light on it and not literally obviously but oh okay. metaphorical light i was going to you just did that with your shield you could just do that same thing over here but okay. yeah it's okay clovis why don't you put some light on the water shield oh, sorry i forgot <laughs> was clovis the light one <laughs> yeah yeah I think like our blade has one too I no, it was it was it was Clovis putting the light on it. Yeah, but you I might have had like a, a thing on her thing too. But it's like moonlight. Or I think like it might have been the, the 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 gift from Phrasma where it glows yeah. dim very little. But it is it is like a, a mm -hmm. very dim nightlight, right? Yeah. Um, General, if you tell me where to go, I could stand in front of everyone else. If you're willing to, I mean. Yeah. I've been here many times and I don't think that it's it shouldn't be dangerous but it's been a while since I've been back so what led to me tell you if you're willing to that's <laughs> when we went to a place that looked like this it was like oh my gosh it was really bad so I think we'd <laughs> let, let Nulara stand in the front I will defer to your experience here um, she's very good at standing in the front yeah. The weird thing is, like, given, like, it's it hasn't been that long since you guys defeated Belcora, right? It's been an undetermined amount of time, but we're talking, it, we're measuring in months and maybe a year at this point. These carvings must have been here for hundreds of years, right? Way predating yeah. anything ever happening with you guys. It's almost like, like this existed before what you guys did. I mean, it, it's a little, the timeline doesn't match up with what you're seeing, right? It's a little eerie. Yeah, uh, I have to say this. Uh, this problem must be quite complicated for the Magambians to not even be able to figure it out. Well, I, it's yeah. 
I mean, to be honest, it's not really a priority for for them for the most part. There's um, I haven't been I I I'm, I I tend to do I, I tend to mainly do field work, uh, but mm. um, my understanding is that there's quite a hub up at the moment at the school uh, that's taking up a lot of their attention. I'm not sure of the details. I've mm. been resisting getting involved. Go check out Strength of Thousands today at your local bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> so you say it's not a priority for them, but uh, you say you do field work. I mean, is it a priority for you? Are you just curious or what do you think that might be? It's going to sound stupid and I mean, it sounds stupid to me and Clara, I dare you to say something right now. Um, but it's just a gut, it's just a gut feel uh, that there's something here, something that we can't ignore. Can't ignore Nimbaloth, can't ignore Nimbaloth. Nope, 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 nope. Do you think it's Nimbaloth too? I don't, I don't know. To be honest, there's not there's not much information. I have I've had very little success in digging up anything about mm. Nimbaloth, bar the basic name and the fact that she's associated with the undead and wisps and and the uh, and marshes and swamps. There's um, there's very little knowledge, or and everything I've learned tells me that even learning about her can be dangerous. So it makes sense that the school doesn't keep records. Remember, do you guys remember Clovis with the Whispering Reeds? I was going to just mention that. I was going to ask if you still had that book or did he take it with him? I imagine he probably took it because he was dealing with his stuff there. But He did. He, he did. I, it's such a failure. But yes, I checked my bag and the next thing I knew, it wasn't there anymore. I looked for Clovis. He wasn't there anymore either, so I hope he's okay. We'll see him before so. we go. Okay, well, to make you feel better, we'll go see him. I see him a couple of times, but not, uh, you know, not that much. He came in to make sure that uh, he's overseeing the mill, so he wants to make sure. Take trees from here and not from there, you know. But, but hmm. Do you feel any different here, knowing that... I think, uh, Mukta, the other thing here, too, is, like, you've been shielding Hal for this over the last few months, but Clovis has grown more and more distant to the point where this last time you couldn't even find him to deliver a message that he should be coming at all, and you lied to Hal to kind of spare his feelings, but you haven't had contact with Clovis in at least six months. Clovis, 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 But anyways, Hal doesn't know that, so go ahead. Nilara, does this place make you feel any, like... I mean, it's Nimbalas, right? Then you had this other friend over here who doesn't like Nimbalas and they fight and ah, they get, right? I mean, wasn't that like the whole reason we was, you were down there? Yes, I do. I mean, this definitely works well with what I'm doing for Phrasma right now. But I am going to admit I didn't even know that there was a ziggurat that had a lot of Nimbaloth, um things in it. I'm also yeah. in the process of learning everything. So, General, you know, you can sh you yeah. can lead them and show them sort of where the writing is, specifically the ones that you've been stuck on the most. It's kind of hidden in the back yeah. side of the temple. Out here, you know, it's not all, I don't want to, like, give the impression, there are, like, hundreds of symbols. Most of them are not Nimbaloth, but there are key symbols here and key things that definitely relate to Nimbaloth and definitely relate to 
to that iconography, but it's not, it's not like this place seems necessarily dedicated to Nimbaloth. So as you move back sort of into this chamber, you can see the writing on the wall as Jermerol described, right? There are also six large, way oversized statues around the room, each with their hands sort of holding this empty bowl, almost like to accept an offering of some sort. The faces in this room are actually carved inverted. So it gives you the eerie feeling like as you walk around the space, the, uh, the faces are following you and tracking you wherever you go. And around the edge of the walls, you find the unmistakable characters that resemble writing. How? As you kind of look at the walls for the first time and see, you find it oddly hard to concentrate. You start looking at the letters, piecing together patterns, reuse symbols. And then as you blink, when you open your eyes, it's almost like your thoughts have been wiped completely. You forget what it was you were so sure a moment ago you were on the cusp of understanding and the symbols themselves seem like they might have actually shifted and moved it doesn't there's no logical connections in your brain right it's it it hurts to think about the logistics of it and yet you're faced with the reality of this strange writing and you try to make sense of it and you can't and all I of think you are sort of, stand next to Lara. i'll be looking around and saying Oh, okay, look at that over there. Don't you think that's... And then scratch my head, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm not sure. It's this fucking is. creepy. And then I'll just bend over and throw up. <laughs> <laughs> just like all Are you all right? General, oh, what's I, happening it, here? It, I wish I knew. I mean, all I can say, Hal, is that you'll get used to it and stop throwing up after a while. Um, here, uh, here. Um, so she'll get out a flask and pass Hal a um, uh, and pass it to Hal and say, "Have a sip." And uh, if you do, it's disgusting, but you do feel a bit better. Oh, um, okay. Thank you. Here, um, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so this is a weird moment. You guys are kind of dealing with Hal being sick to the stomach and, and not able to like stare at this without going like a little gross, uh, feeling strange. You hear Mukta say that, and you turn and look, and yeah, Mukta is like fascinated by this, looking around, wide eyed. Doesn't he's not writing? Seem... Huh? I think You're, maybe he's not writing. He's probably not writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, and as you start looking at the symbols, Mukta. You feel them sort of shifting as well, but it doesn't affect you the same. The symbols, for some reason, start to make sense to you. And while you're looking at the wall and while you're trying to piece it together, you hear a whisper in your head. You see it, don't you? Look. Not with your eyes. Open your mind. Your spirit. Let the words flow through you. And there's this like sort of soft-spoken, very reassuring voice that's competing in your head with the constant sort of whispers that you are dealing with on a daily basis. So you've got multiple voices in your head now for the first time, wow. right? And it's just kind of telling you to sort of like focus and don't use your brain, don't use your eyes, just feel it. So Mukta will stop staring directly at the writing and kind of just unfocus. Mm-hmm. 
It's like one of those 3D pictures. You just blur your eyes. Yeah. So like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Exactly. That's what he's trying to do. And like, you see like Mukta's eyes and expression just kind of go blank and his eyes glaze over it. He's not focusing on anything. Yeah. Okay. And just opening himself up to the chaos. That's the like. Universe. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are all watching this, like in watching and kind of in amazement. And then even like Clara's like, the fuck? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> anyways, as, as this starts coming in, you start understanding the writing, the multiple images start overlapping, the patterns start coming together. And this is sort of what you read with your eyes, Mukta. First thing first, giant, all caps, letters, big danger warning. Danger. And then familiar sort of style of writing, something that you yourself deal with is like this sort of rambling flow of thought, putting everything down. And it's just this long sentence. It's just let's let secrets lie, forget forever unforgotten. Remembering the forgotten restarts the cycle. What is forgotten becomes remembered, then forgotten. Some things should not be remembered. So I'll put that in chat for you. As and Mukta, as he reads his words, he starts as well. Like he's reading it, he's speaking it out loud to you guys as it flows through, whispering these words over and over, unable to shake the thoughts from his head. Um, and as you do, sort of, and that same gentle voice fills your head, the competing whisper over the madness, and you hear, ah. It has been some time since one cursed with the sight has come to my halls. My name is Yamis, child. Are you sure you want to be here? And then forgotten something should not be remembered. Where else would I be? You can all hear Mukta sort of talking to himself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so General will have got out her notebook <laughs> and have been has, uh, and, and, and will now start writing down <laughs> what saying. Nice. And you start seeing a little bit of images and flashing in your head, Mukta, around this room. Images that you can tell took place in this room who knows how long ago, hundreds, thousands, maybe longer, before the jungles ever reclaimed this place. Secrets, truths, lies, all given in ritual to Calicut for safekeeping. Priest, arms outstretched over the statues, spilling their blood into the bowls, speaking words into them, offerings to the winnower. You see it now, don't you? If you have come to learn our secrets, you must trade some of your own. And you look, right, there's six altars in this room, but there's three on each side of the room. Only three of these need to be activated in order to sort of unlock this temple's secrets. And as you sort of look at the, the writing on the three, you notice they each have a different word inscribed into them in the sort of chaos, right? One altar has the word pride written on it. One has the word secret written on it. And the last has the word lie written on it you must spill your blood into the bowl and offer up something a lie something you're proud of a secret that you've never spoken before here in the temple 
Is is he saying oh. all of this out loud? That part probably not, but I mean, I'll leave that okay. to Mukta. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be kind of still on focus and say, Pride, deceit, and secrets. Pride, deceit, and secrets. Pride, deceit, and secrets. Well, Which one did you give, Yamis? Yamis? Yamis. Yamis. Yeah, you guys don't what hear is... this voice or know what he's talking about at all. No. Oh, Mukta, what are you talking to? Are you there, Yamas? Oh, I'm here. Him. Are you a god? <laughs> no, but I serve one. Am I a god? Doubtful. Mokta, could you ask your friend how to move forward? Pride, deceit, and secrets. Pride, deceit, and secrets. You may not be a god, but you have been secrets. touched by one. Mm. As has your friend there. I think she got the better end of the deal. No, not her. Pride to see the secrets. Tell me, what will we find? It is probably better you do not know. There is a reason this place has been forgotten. I wish but I, need to write I it could down. tell you to turn away. That the secrets that lie here are best left uncovered. But I cannot because something has already uncovered these secrets. Something is below us now, growing in strength. Something has accessed the vaults. So almost, something almost as dangerous as the secret itself. We've, I am, we've stopped uh, one, yeah. one horror. Why not another? <laughs> and we see Mukta is still talking. He takes out his dagger and just cuts his hand. And you see the blood start dripping down, uh-huh. and he points his fist to each of the bowls with the blood dripping and just says, without looking, pride, deceit, secret. Okay, so can Jamrel figure out what he's talking about from this? Let's make a... Do you have any lore that you could apply to this situation? Uh, so my law, my laws are academia, which is not really, and jungle. And it's not really the jungle. No. So, um, so, uh, this so, could probably be religion, arcana, something in that nature. This is, this is definitely related to, it's definitely related to like Calicut and like the sort of religious rituals that they might do. I mean, if it, if, if it's arcana, then that would be the best for me, but, right. uh, I could do occultism or religion. Let's do. Well. I think occultism and religion is probably more in the in the sort of ballpark for this, and it's not just general. General is going to have a lower DC just because this is sort of their warehouse. This is her wheelhouse. But for like anyone else trained in religion or occultism, feel free to make a check here. Yeah. Um, private or just public? go ahead and make it public. Hero point. Hero yeah. point. First <laughs> yeah. of the game. Three on the dice plus eighteen. Let's hero point that. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> not much better, unfortunately. Uh, ah, well. <laughs> not really, yeah. So Clara's just like, well, that's not a surprise. Brainiac doesn't know anything. Anyone else want to attempt to check here? I'll be sort of going back and just sort of frantically going through all my notes, mm-hmm. like pushing like paper, throwing paper all over the place and just sort of trying to dig through various things and... Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's just I'm just not finding it's like I know it's in here somewhere but I just can't find it I will um, call on to Phrasma and do a religion check okay to see if I can help Uh, 31 31 Uh, much more reasonable number here Um, (laughs) Phrasma sort of like leads your brain down a path of of knowledge and it's not exactly Phrasma's wheelhouse and the secrets and stuff but you you start watching Mukta he's he's spilling the blood and he's saying these words deceit pride uh, truth right and that triggers a sort of ritual that you've heard of before which is the offering and you start realizing it's not that he needs to say these words why he spills the blood he needs to offer up an actual truth, something secret, something that's never been spoken by him out loud before. Or, it doesn't necessarily have to be him, it just has to be anyone. Uh, I'll say my name on the secret, my real name on the se- one of the secret hands. Where so the you secret move is. up and sort of like push, push Mukta away, you have to spill some blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would Mukta, imagine Mukta was in the Mukta was in the middle and just taking his fist and pointing to each <laughs> statue with the, as it's bleeding. Yeah. So what is New Lara's real name? Lara. Lara. Okay. Lara. <laughs> it's New Lara. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, I get it. It's, I get it now. <laughs> Alright, so the name Lara spills into the bowl. And as it does, your blood is now absorbed into the bowl and up into the statue, and the two eyes begin like with a with like a red glow in the eye sockets, almost like your blood sort of swirling in there. All right. Okay. And then um, while calming down uh, Mokta a little bit, I'll call out to Hal and Gemeral. Um, one of them needs a lie, and the other them another one needs uh, something about pride. Pride. Okay. Grand. <laughs> so general will grab clara take her over and just cut clara oh, and have uh, and, <laughs> and and just have clara's blood spill in uh-huh. and she's like i have never met anybody more prideful than you <laughs> and then there's a little bit of struggle but then clara's like oh that's true that's true <laughs> uh so the only one left is the lie the lie uh so what you need here right you need some a lie that has been spoken a lie that you've told someone maybe even yourself your whole life that you've been afraid to even admit to yourself and this tell us your secrets how i know because <laughs> <laughs> Mukta's going crazy over here i think it would probably be that his parents aren't teachers they're cut purses right and they're not really working for a liege lord in Absalom. They're like expanding their enterprise, or at least the enterprise of somebody who's hired them, um, under the guise of being musical teachers, because they are musical. And you speak this out loud, something you never confided in anyone. I mean, you've known, but it's been something you've tried to keep hidden, right? So everyone hears this for the first time. And just like that, no, right, the same thing, the blood <laughs> spills into the bowl, goes up into the eyes. Clara's blood spills into the bowl, goes up into the eyes. As this happens, right, the thing that you've spoken out loud is taken from you. Nulara, you now forget 
your real name. How you forget your parents are cut purses. And uh, Clara forgets how full of themselves they are. And is now That's actually a plus. More <laughs> becomes a little more humble. I don't know my name. Yeah, you forgot your your real name now. Hal thinks his parents are actually music teachers. Now he thinks his parents are actually music teachers, yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. I, li- I like that consequence. <laughs> and and sort of the um, as this happens, right, the eyes dissipate, the blood is gone, you've given your secrets to uh, to Calicut, and um, in the middle of the room, the actual spirit, this, go- this ghost of Yamas appears in the middle of the room in front of you all and smiles, his eyes lingering on Mukta. I am Yamas, guardian of this temple and of its secrets. My soul cannot rest until this secret has passed into capable hands. And there's like a sad linger on Mukta, on his face as he looks at Mukta, right? My place has been corrupted. Something deep below us has accessed the vaults. And that, the same thing he told Mukta, right? That's almost as dangerous yeah. as the yeah. secret itself. But he's saying it to you guys all here for the first time, right? It's yeah. as dangerous as the secret itself. If you are all here to claim the secret as prophesized, I will finally be able to pass on. But you must be careful. There's like a loud rumbling. The whole like cave begins to shake. The Not the cave, but the like stone walls. Uh, the vines hanging from the top sort of shake and the dusts are coming down and there's like a loud grump like rumbling noise you can feel it even below your feet they're coming they want your blood they want your secrets and off kind of down this tunnel down the hallway towards that main central chamber you hear an otherworldly horrendous guttural screeching noise and heavy footsteps coming in your direction and it's fighting time and the walls around you shake the horrendous growls comes from the next room and we are in initiative i'm gonna switch this over to the battle screen for the first time today uh and you guys go ahead and roll initiative I like how my th- oh I see a nat twenty. Nice, and I yell a battle cry. Oh well, it's up to you. No, it's not. Never mind, because I didn't observe these ones. Well, maybe it wasn't a natural twenty. Yeah, you have no idea what you're fighting at this point, right? You can. I mean, do you have to be able to see the battle cry to go off? Yeah, an unobserved foe. Yeah, so they're not in your sight, mm-hmm. so it won't actually work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I saw the natural twenty, but it wasn't actually a natural twenty. I think a dice hit your dice and made it look like a natural twenty on my screen, <laughs> unfortunately. So, how much time do we have until this move? Like, we're so in I think an, once we're in initiative right now, so you have no idea how long it would be until the things are on you, right? That's what I mean. How long, like, would Mukta have had time to try to hide? Is what I'm saying. In when he heard something, I think given that all the events that led right up to this, I'm gonna say in a rare instance, no, Mukta was not. Uh, hiding. I'm gonna use perception. Uh, yeah. That is yeah, a pretty 39. Good. Still beat everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in that sort of heart thumping, you hear the screams, you can feel the place around you, the ground below you is like shifting and grinding. 
Up first in initiative, Mukta, who is for once not hiding in the shadows at the start of our combat. So for the first time, Nulara, since you've been back, and since for Jem, since you've met Mukta, you see his eyes actually focus as the adrenaline of combat and knowing what is coming actually brings his mind back into focus for once, and he's able to shut out the whispers. Um, and I'm going to... Where is the sound coming from? Out in the main chamber, so like you guys are kind of up here in this ritual chamber. There's like a staircase down, uh -huh. and then it turns uh -huh. the corner back to where like the gauntlet carving and stuff is. It's coming from down in that direction, like the entrance right, of the cave yeah. where you guys came from. I guess Mukta will. I guess oh, uh, stride to over here actually. And okay. Hide. So first action stride. And yell out, "We make our stand here!" Yes. 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 It's good to be right. back. And I will. You want it secret or public? Uh, for ease, just go ahead and make it uh, public. All right. Eh, that's a thirty. Okay. Eight on the dice. <laughs> but a thirty. <laughs> I rolled an eight, but it's a thirty. Um. <laughs> and anything for your third action? I will just draw my short bow for now. Okay. Short bow is drawn. The enemies had a 38 on initiative, so they get to go next. You hear their sort of uh, guttural war cries coming closer. So that's... Okay. Uh... It seems like on their turn, they spend their whole turn running closer. You can hear their breathing, the movements getting much closer, but they don't come into eyesight of you guys. Uh, Hal Armony, you're up next. Hal is going to play a little ditty on his lute hmm. that, that everybody remembered from last night. And he's going to do a lingering composition, Inspire Courage. With a Let's performance back, check, back. <laughs> he will go ahead and make bring a it. performance check. It's been some time. Let's see how's the performance check gonna go. Um, whoops, not that one. That one roll. Thirty-four. And on the dice, pretty I, I'm good. pretty sure that's just a success for your level. So you can take the three round inspire courage. I'm looking up the DC by level. You guys are level eleven now, right? I'll take mm -hmm. it. Yep. yep. So, so the DC is 28 them. at this level, so it's a success. I think he would also then cast shield on him. Not shield on himself, but blur. Mm. Okay. Woohoo! Blur. <laughs> uh, Do we get a hero point for that? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of Steve's better jokes. Should be, yeah. <laughs> Better than when we started off camera with. Alright. Yeah, at least we're not in an oasis. Oh. oh. Jamaral, it is your turn. I don't really want to know. Okay. Um, so Jamaral so Jamaral will um, spend an action to reach so she'll have had her shield uh, so she'll have had a shield. So she'll spend uh, one action to grab her shield 
from the floor. She'll spend another action to reach into the shield and draw her staff from out of the shield. And as she does, the design on the shield, which was of a tortoise surrounded by coral, will disappear and it'll become a sort of plain wooden shield. And then she will speak a uh, she will speak a few words and cast uh, yes protective ward. Um, so it is this. Um, so this is a uh, so this is a currently it's a five feet radius around me, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this spell effect works, whether you put it on people who are within five feet of me, yeah. or whether I put it on myself. Yeah, so Foundry I mean, I would put it on... doesn't exactly automate Sorry, auras at this point, so you'd have to put it on each token that's within five feet of you. Okay, so, well, any but so at the moment it's five feet, right. but it'll grow by five feet every round that I sustain yes. it. Yes. Oh, so, so right now it's at, um, um, it's at five feet, right? Um, yeah. We used to have a module yes. for like the auras, and I I stopped using it because we didn't have auras anymore. So I don't have the module, but we'll know for now. Anyone within five feet of Gemeral feels that like protective aura. Yeah. Um, and that is my three actions for okay. this turn. That brings. Because I was us... not prepared. I did not have my shield. Yep. That comes. You're too busy fiercely writing. All of them yeah, different. yeah, exactly. And uh, when all this went down, I just dropped that and grabbed my shield, got my staff out, and um... that staff is that shield staff is really cool, though. So, uh, new Lara, it is your turn. All right. So I will use two actions to uh, stride sixty okay. feet. Yep, going down the stairs is fine. It's not difficult terrain. Oh, they're like huge! And they're right there, right? Yeah. Holy, whoa! <laughs> she audibly <laughs> reacts. And then for my third action, I will raise my shield. Just bracing for impact. Yes, sir. Uh, that's the end of my turn. Awesome. Uh, back to the top of the round. That brings us to Mukta. All right. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> like shimmering. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I put it on you for now. I think what happened oh, is okay. the one we used to use changed since mm -hmm. we stopped playing this world a few oh, months ago. Okay. So I yeah, haven't yeah, updated it. Yeah. But if you look in the macros, uh, you should be able to find it. And I'll add. I'll okay. make sure you can see it. But anyways, uh, Mukta. All right. I'm going to sneak over here. Okay. See Go and make that. Um, I guess I would sneak. I can sneak my full movement because I have swift sneak. Ooh, yes, true. Uh, maybe yeah, I would go. I can't see them yet. I would guess I would sneak over to here instead. Okay. Still can't see them. Yep. I'll make that stealth check though. Yeah. I mean, you can't see them. They can't see you. So you're probably in the clear as far as that goes. But yeah. 38. You don't know that, so you can still roll. Yeah. I still can't see them. We need Halbrant Beastwood to sneak through the dim light right past I them. Know. Through their legs and out, the, out of that case. Uh, sneak over to here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought they'd be tiny. They're fucking huge. Yeah. 34. With the uh, plus two bonus from having cover, so 36. Mm hmm. And. I can't really do much, so I'm going to. aid Nulara. If she attacks with a feint. Okay. So th I will allow that. However, that will reveal your position and yeah. you won't be hidden yeah. anymore. Yeah, okay. if, if it happens. Perfect. All right. Up next, the creatures get to go. So <laughs> I guess the one in front will just, you know, charge in with the, the move action. You know, not on you, but like here, like charging at you. One, one action okay. is stride up. Now you can all see him. These large. If he's going there, he would re he would trigger an opportunity, an attack yeah. opportunity. It's interesting. Let's see. Let's see. Here, because I guess he'd have to. Yeah, because I guess going from here to here would right. Exactly. Because he's yeah. big, so he has to go from here. So he'll just go here then. This is where he'll engage you. Yeah. Uh, good call on that. Take a hero point for. For correctly assessing the rules. One back that I used. Yeah, you used it, so I get it back, right? That's another reason I'm doing it. Uh, so it's this weird, large creature with, like, disgusting-looking skin. So one action is straight up there. Second action is going to be to take this giant claw and, like, reach at you. Uh, actually, you know what? Now that I see that it actually has a reach on it, he doesn't even have to engage you. He can reach you from here. So he comes from here, and he takes his giant claw out from... 10 feet away, new Lara, and makes a claw strike at you. Oh, for a second, it looked like an natural 20 to me. But that's a 26. It was about to. Which is... He looks scary. Right. Uh, so that's a miss. <laughs> and then... Um, interestingly enough, uh, it does... Uh, you know what? Second claw attack with his third final action with the uh, minus four penalty... Natural oh. one on the dice. The fails in chat. Yeah. Two and yes. a one. Phrasma protects you. Yeah, I gotta get back to my wife. Phrasma's got my back. All right, this one my comes wife. in. My wife. <laughs> uh, Twenty, like the all this movement to here watches his ally, like or its ally, attacking at you, misses with both the strikes, moves into here. And I think, is that too mean to do here? Mm. Do it. All right, this of thing is going to cast a spell at you, Nulara. This thing stops <laughs> it. It starts chanting this otherworldly tongue and is casting a spell at you. It's a two-action spell called Paranoia. I need you to make a will yeah, saving sorry. throw. General's trying to sneak up here when it's not her turn. Alright, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> uh, the save DC is 27. Yeah. You roll the 27. Your plus 2 resilient scale mail seems to be the difference between you know, making it or not. Oh wait, no. Success. Oh, I'm thinking of it backwards. It's a saving throw. So that's a success, but it still has oh. an effect on you, right? It's not, a, it's not a critical success. It's regular success. You don't have you don't have anything on a will that makes a success into a critical success, right? I don't think you do. Oh, will saving throw? Yeah, I think I you do on think... fortitude, maybe. Either way, everyone like, around only, you. It, you should have bravery, so it'll only be a success to a critical success on a fear effect, I think. Oh, Got yeah. it. 
this is not a fear effect, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, in the, it's so yeah. everyone around you, right? Mukta, Gemeral, uh, Hal, all of your allies now become unfriendly to you. Oh no! You don't think like it's, it's not like hostile. You don't have to attack them, but you start doubting them, and mm -hmm. you can't benefit from them being your ally in terms of like anything mechanical, like flanking. Mm. Uh, oh, and inspire aiding, courage. Aiding. Uh, that's an interesting question. Inspire, on inspire, inspire courage. courage. No. Inspire courage is probably a no there. I think you're although whether although yeah although because it's yeah, a it's lingering fine. thing, I think it would I think it would persist. Yes, it's just suppressed temporarily. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's it. That's its turn. Okay. Uh, Hal Harmony. I'll look back to Jim and I'd say. I, uh, I, I thought they said they was going to uh, stand here and make a stand here, and then and, and they both ran off. <laughs> all right. Um, well, well, hell. They're your friends! <laughs> um, well, okay. Then I should have thought, yeah, that's exactly what they're going to do. And uh, I think Hal would move forward, and he's going to cast a spell. Okay. He's going to do a... Shadow Blast Burst. Okay. Right Sounds between cool. them. So it's a 15-foot burst between the two of them. You can Damn, see that spot, no problem. You can see God, a spot that'll hit both of them, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a DC 30. Is the save depending... Is it a reflex save, does it say? Uh, so it, uh, with shadow spells, it's either will or reflex, whichever is higher. That's why. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so this is going to be will saving throws. I think it'll probably do it automatically for them. So let's start the first one. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so uh, yes, so will save is higher. So let's do will saving throw for the first one. That's a 29, which is a fail. Nice. And the other one gets a 31, which is a success for half damage. And what type of damage did you choose? Uh, probably force. force. Or no, Sonic. Okay. Of course it would be Sonic. Because that would be like... <laughs> yes, for sure. If it's, so if it's how it's Sonic. Okay. So the first one takes the full 27 points of damage. The second one takes half of that damage with the save. Nice. Um... um... Is that did you move as well? Uh, yes, that's my turn. That was all three. Okay, Gemeral. Okay, so um, Gem can just about make it to. So this is what I was. I was trying. I was trying to figure out how to put down waypoints because I don't. I use. I think the you uh, you hold control and you click. Ah uh, yes, I remember now. <laughs> I tried pressing space, which did what you could see. Yes. Um, but so yeah, you're I fine. Going down the stairs is is fine. You can move full speed. Going up the stairs is considered difficult terrain. Yeah. Because so she has she has thirty foot movement, so can get to here. Okay. In two actions, and will um, sustain her protective um, wards. So now Mukta, you have the. Um, yeah, so you sustain it, so it's plus one status Being bonus on to it, AC. So, yep, and yeah, it's so I'll put that in the chat again, so you can you put it on your token. Cool. So, yeah, for the moment... Foot. Unfortunately, Nulara, 
Unfortunately, Nulara cannot benefit from it at the moment. That is correct. It's okay. But, um... Uh, it, uh, duh, but it is, um... It is there, and that's my turn. Anyone in that space right now is yeah. in the aura. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Nulara. You, you watch General run. She runs at you, like full speed, almost like diverting your attention as from this I creature. Know. She's gonna, like, shank you in the back or something. You knew it was coming this whole time! I know. Um, because here's my thing, the monster in front of me, like, attacked me too. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're not enemies to you, they're just not your allies. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, but I'm, like, freaking out. Like, who the fuck yeah. are you? Yes. Alright. So, for my first action, uh, like, prioritizing everything, the monster right in front of her did try and take a slash at her, so she will take a step in front of it. Okay. And then use Provoking two an actions. opportunity attack from your enemy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I took a step. No. I know, you took a step specifically <laughs> to avoid general sneak attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> oh. and then I will use... And the monsters. And the monsters, yeah. Uh, two actions for a power attack using Encore's blade. Yep. Merry Chrysler. So, Mukta doesn't know any better, so he, uh, he's going to use his reaction yeah, but I to <laughs> try to aid. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? You're trying in this. You reveal your position to the creature, your reaction goes yeah. off, but Nular mm -hmm. cannot benefit from it because aid targets an ally only. Yeah. So. so I'm like, I'm expecting, like, you know, the kind of same combo move we always do. Mm -hmm. where I, I pop out, then I'm about to shoot my arrow, and then I expect Nulara to go the opposite way, but she's like, trying to dodge my arrow as well. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Yes, <laughs> I love it. Who did that? So a 33 is going to hit. Alright, so that's a hit, power attack. Not a crit. Uh, that's 24 crit. points of slashing damage. Uh, yeah, it's not undead. You have the plus two spirit damage against undead toggled on, I think. Mm -hmm. So two less than that. It should be 22. Yeah. How do I um, untoggle that? It this should be, be uh, a toggle on your character sheet, no? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Apologies. Wait, oh, I was like, why is it not selecting? Okay, I'm on the wrong thing. Sorry. It's been a minute. Oh, it's not even a power oh, uh... attack thing. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's add that back. Why don't you just roll an actual power attack without the thing? Just roll, reroll the damage on that. Okay. It's not showing up for me anymore. So it's like just an extra dice, right? An extra D8. Uh, yeah, I see so you have power attack toggled. Okay. So it should roll it automatically it. now. Okay, there you go. 39 points of slashing damage. That's a bit stronger. Um, <laughs> Steve, I think oh, you healed two. for an extra two points. I did, because I also dealt... Oh, yeah, I see. It had... F I, healed, I dealt 22, and then I healed it back for 24. Uh, so it should be two... I see you trying to sneak in those hit points. That <laughs> uh, so takes a full 39 points of damage. Doesn't resist That's your damage at all, actually. That's the end of my turn. That's all three actions. Yes, it is. And at the end of that turn, the paranoia wears off, and you feel the sort of protective energy from Gemeral flow back into you. You realize Ooh. something was affecting your better judgment, and the effect's worn off. I get so you can add that status it. bonus effect from Gemeral, the protective ward, into you. Okay. All right, Mukta. All right. Are we still going by the same 
things from the campaign. I can't even be meaning there. So I'm going meaning that I can pop around the corner to shoot. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of like, you know, using something for cover. Because if you just have the pillar, that's cover enough. Even if, like, yeah. So yes. So I would step, hide, then shoot. Yeah. I think because the pillar's in front of you, you could take, you could hide because you have cover anyways. Right here. Even here, you wouldn't even have to step, right? If you step, you can, but from where you are with the pillar between you and both the tokens, you have concealment or at least partial cover anyways. So you could just right. hide from where you are. Just, instead of stepping away, you're just kind of pressing yourself against the pillar right in front of you, right? All right. So I will, yeah. Okay. You're going to go ahead and hide do that. first. You do get a plus two circumstance bonus to yourself because of the cover. All right. We don't. We never. We didn't usually call that out in the rolls in the campaign, but it's good to do so. That's a thirty-five. Okay. Pretty good. You've definitely beat their passive perception. Interesting. I don't have the flat-footed thing to be able to toggle on. on you know the... why? Because the system why? handles it automatically now, and I can toggle flat-footed on the creature, and it'll automatically do your sneak attack mm -hmm. damage. Oh really? wow! Cool. We haven't done a video on this yet, but it is in the system now. <laughs> Alright, so then I will shoot um, the one that I was engaged with with my composite short. Yep. Oh boy! Natural 20! Wait, Let's no, move thing is the ones. Why did you roll a natural 20? That's not how the script prints. In chat. <laughs> Ooh, damn! Right. I want to see this. Explode those dice, roll the damage. Let's see what? the damage. 100. Oh, I rolled a one on my. Uh. <laughs> okay, so mobile dice. Yeah, I mean your dice weren't. It wasn't huge, right? You did the the seventeen physical damage and the fourteen precision. Oh, you got two ones on your damage dice, even on your fatal dice. Yeah, that's rough. So okay, but here's the thing: thirty-one points of damage, pretty sizable. Because it's a crit, you have the debilitating strike. Yes. So, I will have it become enfeebled one. Enfeebled one, it is. Right. Yes. And because of the critical specialization, it is now pinned to the wall. That is great. So you've taken its shoulder and pinned it against the wall it's standing against, and this giant creature with your crossbow bolt pinned against the side of the, the this temple. Arrow, yeah. What's that? Uh, arrow, not, not crossbow bolt. Oh, that's right. Short bow. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while. So... Yeah. That's still only two actions uh, as well. Yes. So, third action, I'm going to uh, hide again. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. Awesome turn. That's what Mukta does. Well, there's the one! Thank you! You know what? I'll take it still. At least they're in the right order. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hide, but I'm so excited that I hit the well. Like, my tail is, like, going back and forth. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Alright, so... Pinned against the wall, jeez, I guess this thing would instinctively want to free itself. So it's gonna spend an action to yank the, like, bolt, the, the arrow out of its shoulder... It's an interact action, which is a manipulate action, which new Lara can trigger your opportunity attack. Yes, sir. So it's flat footed. That would be... uh, wait, it's not flat footed to new Lara, right? Only you did the enfeebled. Uh, he's yeah. immobilized, though. Yeah. Does that do anything? 
Probably. Uh, immobilize. He just. It's no, not flat footed, at least. No. Okay, okay. Alright, yeah. so attack of opportunity. That would be. Uh, 35 to hit. It's a hit. Not a crit. Okay, it doesn't interrupt. Not a crit. It doesn't interrupt okay. the, the pulling of the arrow. Okay, and because of my disorient disorienting opening, um, he's flat-footed until this until my next turn. Oh, okay. Hang on. To you I or to everyone? To everyone. Disorienting opening. Use your foe's weakness yep. until the yep. start of my next turn. It's flat-footed, everyone. Okay. Uh, so, Thirty-eight on the dice. The DC. It was a DC ten. Oh, I didn't even take the damage yet. Right, that's true. 24 points of damage, not bad. Um, yanks so yeah, the so arrow out. What was that? It frees itself. Yeah, it was a DC like 10. Yeah. Throws the, the, the <laughs> More arrow just it. down the cave, right? So that's one action. Roars in anger uh, and ah. takes his... Um, anger. Takes I his... mean, it's more just taken action from him, mm -hmm. which is useful. Yeah, yeah. it wastes action and triggered an opportunity attack. It was pretty good. It's gonna target Nular with a jaw strike with the second action. Ooh. So. Uh, reflexive shield into shield block. Do you have a reaction for that? Ooh. I know you have multiple reactions possibly. I have a quick shield block here. I can bring my shield into place with hardly a thought. Yes. It's a passive. Yeah, it's just if yep. you. Yeah, it's 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 just if you. Oh yeah. You could do, yeah. Yep, yeah, so you can. Yeah. You have a reaction dedicated to this, so you are able to use your second reaction, because you already attacked full mm -hmm. action, get the shield I up. I also have another one for an Jeez. attack of opportunity. So, I love so you fighters. Got, you, up, you got up to three uh, reactions per yeah. round? Yeah. 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 That crazy. checks out. So technically, you use one reaction opportunity, one on your shield, like you still have a, a free form reaction to spend on anything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, so. No, one of the reactions was to. Yeah, 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 no, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So damage. Know, I will play a fighter next <laughs> Twenty. Oh wait, that's. Did I roll? I rolled jaws, but it's supposed to be claws. You did say jaw. Yeah, you did a jaw oh, strike. Oh, was a jaw strike. You did a jaw strike. Actually, jaw strike makes sense. Okay, so jaws. So twenty-four points of damage. Uh, actually, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Oh. Are you? You're neutral, right? Uh, I mean, I'm neutral. Good now. Oh, oh neutral. If you're yeah. no, you neutral just said good, it. You yeah. just said neutral good. Yeah, no, no, I'm changing it here. <laughs> okay, neutral good. Uh, yeah. If you're neutral good, for the first time, you feel the evil damage of this creature pulse through. So you do take the full twenty-four points of damage. Okay. It sucks to be good, doesn't it? <laughs> That's and twenty-four. All. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, good. You got a question? Uh, aggressive. No, never mind. Yeah, the twenty-four. He's already flat-footed. Like, yeah. You you can shield block that right because you had the shield up if you wanted to take the reduce it by your. Shield. Oh, I did. Hang on, hang on. Why didn't it do it? Block damage. I don't know why it didn't. <laughs> so I'll just add it manually. Maybe because you didn't. Maybe raise the shield again. I don't know if it's that if that hard up to do the shield block thing. That's okay. I'll just add. There you go. There you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. But did you heal yeah, the 24 back already? No, I took the 24 off. Okay. So That's good right there. And then so you just heal yourself by 24 again. Yeah. And then with okay. his third and final action, in the jaw that's come down on your head, Nular, it's grabbed you. 
and you are oh. now grabbed by this creature. Um, so that means you are flat-footed, immobilized, and if you do any kind of manipulated action while grabbed, you must succeed at a flat check. Um, okay. Bam. Yep, and it's in your mouth. And as it's in your mouth, you can tell this thing is disgusting. The like, the, there's like toxic boils on its skin that's kind of like popping and running down your face, and the saliva is just dripping oh. in it. You know, now that you're good, you can feel the evil, pervasive evil, yeah. on you. All right. So you're not grabbing. So now, no. You put her down. No. <laughs> <laughs> this. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> oh man, this is kind of funny. So this thing here, uh, it moves to here, right? Oh no. <laughs> Charges in, um, and then looks right at right past Unilara at General. Oh no. And even with its jaws, it has a ten foot reach, so it tries to jaw strike General. Do you have any kind of reaction or anything on this, General? Um, not for this. It's going to be a 34 to hit. Yep, that's a hit. Um, now, General is also neutral. Good. Correct? Yep. So you will also take the evil yep. damage. Low damage rolls. Only 22 points of damage. That's fine. And with their third action, they do the same thing and grab you in the jaw. So both Nulara and Gemeral are currently Goodness. engaged in these creatures' mouths. Same thing, boils, disgusting, bad breath, the whole nine yards. Yeah. All right, fine. Hal. Oh, hell, here we go again. Come on, you guys, got to do something. Uh, Nulara, go faster. And uh, oh. we'll cast <laughs> haste. Ah. On Nulara. Yep, just in range. Uh, so Nulara can add the quickened effect. That's my turn. Did you move up as well? I missed it. Yes, I moved up. Perfect. All right, General. Okay. Okay. So I will. I think I am going to sustain my protective ward. I think that's important. Um, so everybody can, uh, so that's one action, and then the other two wow. actions, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cast Freedom of Movement on myself. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Nice. So Freedom of Movement is a somatic verbal, Sorry. so this is technically a manipulate, or sorry, it's a, um, it is, it takes the, the motions, right? So while yep. you're grabbed, this does take a DC5 flat check. That is true. So let's roll a uh, d20. You got this. Yep. Let's go for it. Yeah, no yep. problem. So this, the spell goes off. You are... So freedom of movement makes you... Uh, so basically it'll mean that when I try... Unfortunately, I don't have yes. the action to escape. <laughs> but when I try to, I automatically succeed. Nice. Yep. So you can just like slip out of the jaws whenever he comes up. All right. Exactly. Amazing. Um, I think that was all three actions, right? Uh, that was all three actions, yes. All right. Well, Nulara. All right. I would like to use an action to escape. Okay. You go ahead and make uh, that check. What check is that? <laughs> it's an yes, athletics check or. Athletics. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's an athletics check. Against the creatures. Uh, it's a 41. Ooh, nice. Well, whatever it is, you succeeded. So wait, let me see. I so, tumble out of this 
evil, disgusting athletics DC. So it's Maul. athletics DC is. I've been bitten by worse. Twenty. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thirty-four was the target. So forty-one's a success, but not a critical success. Okay. Okay. So you succeed. You are free. You can remove the grapple, the mosalize, and restrain condition. Uh, you are no longer grappled. Okay. Wrong person. If you critically succeeded, you could also move it up to five feet. That's cool. Okay. All right, so so I removed the grab? Yeah, I just moved it up. Uh, no, you removed it from me. Oh, I had the wrong token selected. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. I put it back on my side. So I'll, I'll take it out. Nope, that just means gem is free now. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> the way it works, right? Okay, uh, but I'm still, still in its jaw. Yeah, I'm going to add the protective one back. No, I think you escaped. Oh, okay. Yeah, you escaped. And yeah, I'm so like you're... on my feet and everything. Yeah, you were never you were never prone, yeah. you were just grabbed and immobilized. So you're out of the jaws. You still have two actions okay. and you're just like free. Okay, so um first action. So that's one, two actually two actions within Chorus Blade for a power attack. Okay. Okay, hang on. Let me make sure I have. Now, this flat-footed condition it lasts to the end of your turn or the start of your turn? Until the start of my turn. So it's no longer flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be. And how long did the enfeebled last from Mukta? Uh, one round. So it would no longer be enfeebled either, right? Yeah, no longer. Uh, thirty-six to hit. That is a hit. Okay, and then damage. That is. 34 points of slashing damage. Alright, it's badly injured now. Okay, and then I have one more uh, action, so with the multiple attack penalty, I'll take it. Another one within Chorus Blade. Well, it was... Yes, you do. Okay, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Thank you, Haste. So that is gonna be... A 22. 22 is a miss. Okay. Uh, the reason that's... it's not a critical miss is because of Inspire Courage. Oh, nice. Thanks, Hal. Uh, that's the end of my turn. <laughs> Alright. Mukta. Nice and hidden back here behind the pillar. Yep. I'm going to shoot the one that Nulara is engaged with. Okay, so it is not flat-footed. Um, and you're also shooting through Gemeral and the other one that's like biting her head off so it's gonna have a plus one circumstance <laughs> bonus to ac from shooting but through. was i hidden from it you were not because you were only natural one on your stealth check oh that's right that's right yeah, yeah. that's why the other time I well. yeah um i don't know that though no you have no idea so it's it's yeah so yeah i'm just gonna strike 35 still a hit even with all the odds stacked against you Oh, it rolled the precision the... damage. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to. That see. part is weird. Let me do it again. Maybe I had something clicked. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Much less impressive <laughs> without the sneak attack damage. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's not that it matters, but I can see you pretty good there. Oh, damn it. Um, I'm going to. Spend an action to hide. Yep. Much better this time. 38. And I'm going to shoot it again. Okay, it is. You are. You beat it this time. 
So do you want to put flat-footed on it? Yes, I will toggle flat-footed on it. Oh! That's a critical miss. A two for a 19, and that's my turn. I think, actually, in this case, it just deflects off general shield. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hi. You grand. <laughs> All right, this one, um, angry that like his jaw strike didn't work, facing off with Nulara, will cast begin casting like another sort of spell type effect. Right, moves the hands around the hand, begins glowing with like evil energy. It is a manipulated action. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to open itself up. Yes. Which one? The one in front of me, or yeah, the same one you've been fighting. Yeah, not the one that's currently okay. like chowing on Gemerald's head. Okay, so yes, I would like to use this opportunity to attack. So that would be uh, 32 to hit. Uh, 32, it's not flat-footed, but this is actually a hit. Nice. Okay, so they take uh, 22 nice. points of slashing damage. Okay. It doesn't interrupt the spell. And they're flat-footed. Now they're flat-footed, yeah. Um, And so with this spell, this creature reaches out, glowing hands, and as you attack it, the the claw comes out and just right on your shoulder and digs in and infuses you with abyssal plague. What the fuck is that? I need you to make a fortitude save, please. I'll be drained. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to use a hero point. I rolled okay. a two. That's a good idea. There's a three on the dice. Henry Chrysler. A two on the dice, actually. Okay. 38. <laughs> I'm a failure to a critical success. So, uh, critical success, you are unaffected completely by the Abyssal Plague. Man, this thing just can't seem to... Like, everything it's tried against you has not worked. Can't touch Nunu. <laughs> Third action, I guess, is a, just a, a jaw strike. <laughs> uh, 29 is going to miss. So you are holding your own, Nular. All right. Back to Gemeral now. Sorry, did you have something you were going to say? Quick question. Were you? Yeah, it won't affect that result, but I don't think Nulara has her shield up at the moment. Was the shield raised still? No, I didn't have it raised. But the, the shield raise to- uh, effect, I think, is still on. It's on there, but it's marked as expired. For some reason. Okay, then oh, that's I can take, I'll just take it off. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. My bad. So, um, this thing starts its turn with you in its head, or in its mouth. Okay. It uses um, an action called Poisonous Pustules. That sounds Ooh, great. great. Right? Toxic <laughs> fluids from its, like from its body and inside of its mouth just pop and run into your ma- open mouth into your body I need you to make a basic fortitude save DC 30 fortitude saving throw that is a failure 25 will be a failure so no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hero point that okay it's, there's no, there's no uh, 24 uh, I'm points I'm just gonna take the of poison damage, damage. yep um, and then with its second action, it's going to uh, use the grab to sustain the grab, since it's clamped around your head nice and good. It has no idea you cast Freedom Except of Movement. Except it cannot do that anymore. Well, it doesn't. It automatically fails. 
Is it automatically fail if it tries? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty That's, sure that the that that, uh, that, um, that freedom of movement means it automatically fails when it tries. That is awesome because it didn't know that it, you had that effect. It says wander spells affect the target nor things that we give them, and they automatically succeed. It says when they attempt. It says when you attempt to escape, you automatically succeed. I don't know if it says you automatically. It's interesting. Pretty sure. Ah, well, we'll um, look it up I, and figure it out. But either way, it's gonna. F it probably fails. Third action, it actually uh, jaw or sorry, claw strikes you because it thinks it has you in its jaws. Uh, Thirty-nine. Uh, that will absolutely hit. Yeah, that's gonna be a. So here's the important difference here. If you are still in its jaws, you're flat-footed and this is a crit. If you're not actually in its jaws anymore, it's not flat-footed okay. flat and it's a regular hit. Okay, so... When I, when I, what I read on Freedom of Movement, based on what you put in the chat, yeah. earlier, it says if you yeah. attempt an escape, yeah. it succeeds, right? Not the grab fails, it's yeah. just you can slip out. Yeah. No, that's correct. So that this is, is unfortunately going to be a crit on poor Gemma. That is going to be a crit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is. Let's let's cross our fingers on this damage. Fifty-four <laughs> points of damage. I am still You're alive. Up. Oh boy! Look at that take it like a boss. Mukta would have been yes. dead. Yes. Let's go, All right, Al Harmony. Al will. Continue to sing. <laughs> He'll actually do a one-round inspire courage because it ran out at his initiative. Oh, good point. So everybody gets it for one round. Okay. And seeing General uh, in a bad way, he's going to cast a third-level soothe, fourth-level soothe. Excuse me. Much appreciated. Nice. Not bad, not bad. 36 back. That is the end Much of my turn. Much appreciated. But that was the end of your turn. Alright, you're still in the creature's jaws, but you know yep. you can just slip away. You can escape automatically if succeed. Yes. Is so it succeed or critically I succeed? I will... Yeah. Automatically. Um... I just it I just automatically succeed. succeed. I mean, I could try. I could attempt. To, I yeah, could yeah. attempt it to see if I critically succeed. Um, so I'll just through. If you fail, that. no matter what, the worst mm. result you get is a success. Right? That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. Uh... <laughs> 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 well, the good news is, I succeed. It succeeded. I do, I do indeed succeed. So I succeed. I will take. A, I, I I succeed. I will take a step back. Okay. Uh, actually, no. I'm just going. I'm not going. I'm actually going to move back. Move, move. Yeah. I'm going to risk any attack of opportunities that they have. It does not get one to move um, away. Luckily. Um. And then I am going to uh, sustain my um, protective force. Okay. So it should, yeah. There we go. All right, things are getting a little hairy here. Turn. Nulara. 
Alright, so I am going to try and finish off this monster in front of me. Uh, just one action attacking with Encora's Blade. So that would be uh, 37 a hit. It's a hit. Okay, hopefully die. 21 points to slashing damage. Near death, but still alive. Damn it. Uh, another one. Another attack. Run it back. Yes, sir. That would be 33. It's a hit. Okay, nice. that would be uh, 23 points of slashing damage. Come on, die. Near death still. Still up. <laughs> okay, power attacking tough, right? with... These things are like big, solid, meaty creatures. It's taking a lot to get through their health. I know. Uh, so I have two more actions. So I'm going to spend two of those actions for a power attack with taking and taking the yep. minus 10 for my multiple yep. attack penalty. So that would be... 20, come on. 20. Oh. 34 to hit. So close. Nice. So it's a hit. To it's a hit, though. Yeah, it was almost the crit. Which Let's go, awesome. no, no. 29. Points of slashing damage. That's enough. Hacking at this thing. Like, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, seriously. It's just like, ah, that rage hack <laughs> tears it to shreds and it just like falls over and like the ichor is like spilling out of it as it like starts dissolving into like a puddle of ichor where it lies. The pustules, the toxic kind of popping around you, spraying you. But it's dead. One day. Uh, frustrated. She just goes, <clears throat> and then. Uh, takes a stance against the next creature because that is the end of my turn. Okay. Top of the round. Mukta. Question. Would this spot be flanking? Um, no, unfortunately. Alright. Unfortunately not. The wall kind of prevents flanking here. Alright. Uh, yeah. Um, every time I measure it, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, you could delay so your turn, but that's probably your best bet. I actually am going to delay my turn. Okay. Because I realized Nulara has tax of opportunity, so. Alright. Mm. For the flat for you. Yeah. Very cool. So you delay your turn. Uh, I'm going to add this one to the initiative just so that I can take this one off initiative. Okay, so. The one that died was the Bombastic. Now we're on the lucky one, who's so far... <laughs> I don't know if he's been that Pretty lucky. lucky. <laughs> he got hit with the Shadow Blast. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, you know what it does? It pursues its its prey. It strides towards Gemeral. It's going to trigger an opportunity attack here, Nulara. If you are going yes, to please. stop it, you know, this is your shot. Come on. Let me make sure I have it toggled off. That would be uh, 28 to hit. Gonna miss. Are you here pointing? I don't have a here. I don't have one anymore. Oh, you already spent it? Yeah. All right. mm -hmm. uh, okay, so strides forward. Gemeral! Yep, charges at Gemeral. I guess it only needs to get within 10 feet because it does have reach. Um, so it strides to here. Damn, the music's pretty yeah. dramatic. Too. Yeah, it, uh, let's just do uh, another jaw strike. Natural one. Oh my god, that is a natural 20 right there. Oh my god. That oh. is a natural 20. 
and pretty oh my god 74 <laughs> points of damage on Jim Rohn. well that is me down to dying too yeah so critical oh hit oh my god down to dying too why are you trying to kill david off steve he's a guest <laughs> <laughs> for the kids <laughs> for the kids uh, we got i forget Mook, did, oh, did you shit. did you hide it as your last action on your last turn no, I did not. So it, it is aware of where you are. Mm-hmm. So as Gemeral goes down, it, it kind of has Clara this whole, this whole time hiding right there. Yeah. As <laughs> turns its like sort of jaws in your direction, or its claw in your direction, mm-hmm. and uh, it is going Partial to cover? claw strike you. Do Multiple attack penalty from the pillar. I believe. Yeah, you would have partial cover from the pillar, for sure. Uh, So you'd add plus 2 to your AC, which makes the total, like, it's 39 against your... It's a hit, not a crit. It is a hit, not a crit, yeah. And you are not good at all, right? No. Okay, so you're not going to take the evil damage. Chaotic neutral. So it's actually 23, not 27. All right. Okay. I'll just... Then I'll just heal four. <laughs> but that is its turn. Uh, Hal Harmony. Would I have heard uh, the ah? Oh of god, General. yeah. <laughs> yes. I would have said general. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gonna over here. I guess actually I can stop right here because you did delay your turn, Mukta. Would you like to take your turn at this point, or you're holding a little longer? I'll let Hal go. Yeah. yeah first. Okay. Yeah, so you stride over. You can see General lying there, unconscious. Blood everywhere. Yeah. General's initiative should move. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Damn, man. I thought I had to worry about the Mukta. <laughs> I will cast a sixth level soothe. Oh. Rise, child. All right. 56, 56 health. That is of health. 56. Back. These things are okay. Tough. So I am no longer dying, but I am at. Wounded. Yep, you are wounded, but no longer dying. Your staff, everything's falling out. Like you're just lying Don't there. Don't move. You can tell the attention's been <laughs> yeah. switched over to Mukta. Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, now would you like to go, Mukta? Yes, I would. Okay. I would um, stride to here. Yep. Uh, drop my short bow. Okay. Which you can actually toggle now, right? In the new system of Foundry, you can actually drop it to dropped. Which is cool. Yes. And uh, I will quick draw my rapier and strike. And I believe they are flat-footed. They are absolutely... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to toggle it because the system should be smart enough to know it's flat-footed as long as you target it and not yourself. Let's see. And it sees an ally on the opposite side of the token. It should treat it as flat-footed. And we're going to find out. If I'm a liar. All right. <laughs> That's a 41. That is absolutely a critical hit. Uh, let's go, Mook. And it, it did come up as flat footed on my end. All right. So that's crit. Woo, throw them dice. Woo-hoo! 61 points of damage. Sorry, sorry. I'm peeking. Nice. 61 point damage is a lot. You get a debilitating strike choice. Uh, I'll make him enfeebled one. 
Enfeebled one. And what is the crit spe specialization of your oh, they have flat footed? Flat -footed in, until the start of my next turn. Alright, so now you've knocked it off flat footed for everyone, not just the flank. Mm hmm. Alright, it's um, only injured though. Two actions. For my third action, I will cast shield. <laughs> Use that magic. The shield goes up. Alright. Nulara. I don't know if... Well, she doesn't know if uh, it understands her or not, but she'll say, Oi! She's just trying to learn! And then use two actions for a power attack using a chorus blade. Okay. It is flat-footed for a multitude of reasons at this point. <laughs> That's uh, critical That hit. would be 42. 42 is a critical hit. <laughs> this is the combo, right? This is the combo that Mukta was looking for earlier. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, what? what we will have you, that? Uh, that is 78 points oh. of slashing damage. 78 points of slashing, and it's it's knocked even more flat-footed by Nulara. Mukta knocks it one way, Nulara <laughs> knocks it the other way. I will take another attack on it. Yep. Uh, so that would be... Oh man, I should have done this separately, but it's okay. Worse. Sorry. I think so. This is what we see, right, Gemeral? Like you, uh, that's uh, gonna be a miss, unfortunately. Twenty-four. You got chewed up alive, right? You don't know how much time passed. When you come back alive, yeah. and you just watch Mukta and Nulara tag teaming the crap out of this thing, beating the <laughs> shit out of it like a single unit. It's gotta be. It's a much different picture than they've painted yeah. on your travels with them so far, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then... No. I very, very... It, that's cool. I still have one more action, so I'll raise my shield. Run! Yeah. Gemeral! Very cool. Alright. Uh, Gemeral, you are prone. Nothing in your hand. I am prone! My shield. I don't know. Did, you, and... did your spell drop? Your sustain? I don't know. So, I don't think right, so. Right, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm going to say no. No. So your spell's still... But, it probably will drop <laughs> after this, <laughs> because I'm a little bit pissed, and yeah. I'm going to try this, and I'm going to spend all three actions while I'm on the ground, mm -hmm. hitting it, nice. with Scorching Rays. Nice. Ooh. It's flat-footed. It is flat-footed. So you make a single spell attack roll per. So the heightened version, it's still one roll, but it's multiple increased damage. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Target that. Thing. Um, and I can't remember what what level what level do I have? No, it's still only it's only a second level. I'm only using okay. it at second level. So it's uh, but the first one is. Oh. Two. Uh, should I uh, should I use my hero point on this? Here's the thing. Even if you don't have a hero point, I'm giving you one in this moment because mechanically, story wise, this idea of like not even just shoving moment. yourself to safety, yeah. staring it down and putting yourself at risk to take it down, take mm. a hero point for that choice alone. Oh, that's good. There you go, thirty three. Okay, nice. hit but not a crit. Yeah. So that's the first one. Kind of sucks that being prone affects it, but I guess it still kind of makes sense. Then the yeah, then the 
Ah, no, it should be 46. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I think you just have to click the other one. The spells, yeah, the spells don't necessarily... You can just, yeah, roll it again and I'll just add both of I'll them. I'll just roll it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That was the second... That would have been the second attack roll. Which is a hit. Second damage. Yeah, so... Seven. So then another 46. So I'll just roll 46. That works. Just so six from one. Yeah. 46. The so that's one. another 46. Nice. Sears it even more. And then... The third one uh, will miss. That one is a miss, unfortunately. Yeah, that one is a miss. Um, but yeah, so just shoving fire in its face, <laughs> and the spell and the 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 um, protective ward does drop. That's true, but I like that the you know you made that active choice to uh, to go in. I'm just double checking the damage. Is, is it more? Because it's a, oh, it's it's already base level two spell, so the heightened one doesn't come into play. Yeah. Aha, too bad. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, unfortunately, I didn't prepare it at a higher level. Got it. All right. I well, could swap out one if I had time, but I didn't. This thing gets its turn. It's gonna it's gonna try to. Oops, sorry, not move. It's gonna try to get Mukta. Uh, jaw strike on Mukta. 27 will be a miss. Can't touch this. Don't you have like some kind of like dodge away thing if it misses you? Or no? Am I thinking of something else? Uh, no. If when it's, I have to declare it when it before the roll. Got it. Okay. I get the uh, jaw strike misses. Uh, claw strike on Mukta. I will use dodge away this time. Okay. In that case, it's also a 27 and another miss. Hold on. Let me. Where are you? Dodge away. Yep, you get a plus one circumstance bonus to AC. If the tech misses, you can step after the strike. Are you master in acrobatics? Uh, I indeed I am. Then you can step 10 feet. I don't know if I want to yet. That was two actions already from it? Yes. Ah, why not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, you dance away, so it's now no longer able to reach you because it only has a 10 foot range, right? Uh, so it chases you down. Triggering an opportunity attack from Nulara. Mm -hmm. Come after yes, me, big please. boy. <laughs> Still flat-footed. Yes. Okay. So that would be... Uh, 42 to hit. <laughs> That's a crit. Crit. This, this, is, this was planned. This is the Mukta Nunu duo. Mm -hmm. 34 you points of boy. slashing damage. Doesn't yeah, kill, that was critical. Still, still <laughs> flat-footed for like all these reasons. <laughs> Doesn't an opportunity attack does not stop movement, only manipulate. Only action. when it when a on, oh no yeah it's a feat. If I took that feat, then I think it's okay. impassable wall. But no, not it. not. So it's now. still able to charge up the stairs towards Mukta. Mm -hmm. Or oh, we forgot that the stairs are difficult terrain, and you move ten feet in difficult terrain. But whatever, it doesn't matter. I think I have something where I can step in. Oh yeah, you probably do. All right, Hal. <laughs> I think Hal is going to see Just Jem kill it. And then sees <laughs> that thing. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get hit behind the wall, so he'll play his loot some more and in, uh, do his Inspire Courage one more round. Yeah, he's going to do what he knows how to do. He'll move right there and uh -huh. reach down and kind of like hit Jim Roll on the forehead. Just... <laughs> I said, don't move. 
and uh, <laughs> cast Lay on Hands. Okay. Nice. 37 points of Thank healing. you. That's one move, two, three, done. Nice. All right, Mukta. Uh, it's still flat-footed until the start of Nularis' mm-hmm. turn as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's Nularis' hit has made it stumble, exposing a weak point mm-hmm. in front of you, right? I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to strike it. Finish it. You off. know what? You see, Mukta close his eyes for it's a second. Happening. I'm just going to do it the cantrip though, because I need to save my spells. Wait, I need to get interrupted. Okay. Let me let me get let me get a little meta here. All right. Are we going through to the next combat? This is what I'm gonna say. What I would like to do, right? Because it's already too late. We're not gonna do it today. What if we end this this episode here with the temple opening down below, and then we can explore it in a future session together and. Make-